Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You've probably come across some ads for tools that utilize artificial intelligence. Tech giants and tiny startups have been experimenting with generative AI since the rise of ChatGPT and other similar programs. With so many new AI-powered tools and many more on the way, we thought we'd give you a quick rundown on some useful apps currently out there, aside from the relatively well-known ChatGPT, Microsoft Bing, Dolly, and so forth. WSJ personal tech reporting assistant Cordelia James actually compiled a list of easy-to-try apps and websites. You can find that on wsj.com. And she joins me now. Cordelia, before we get into specific programs, can you tell us how you went about selecting which apps to feature on your list? I've been keeping up with all these different AI apps, all these different tools that have been rolling out over the past few months now. And I wanted to select those that were really widely accessible, as well as just like tools that are fun to use and that will be really enjoyable for people or just really useful to them, whether at home or in the workplace. Okay, let's dive into some of them. You mentioned the workplace. I want to start there. What are some tools that could be helpful at work? Yeah, so one of those tools include Grimmerly Go. And so that one's really cool because it scans your email and will help summarize some kind of response that you can provide. And you can even tweak it to what kind of tone you wanted to say. So maybe, I don't know, if you're someone who usually apologizes a lot, like, oh, I'm so sorry about this, whatever, Grammarly Go can help you make that email seem a lot more assertive. So you don't even have to think twice about that. And then also Otterpilot, which seems really cool because, you know, we spend so much time in meetings. Otterpilot can automatically join your meetings and take notes for you, even including screen grabs from like presentation slides and other things like that. Sometimes it depends on your employer whether or not they will allow you to use these tools. So you might need to check in with them first. Let's say you don't have a traditional office job. What if you're, say, a creator? What could be helpful there? If you're a creator, there are two apps that could be useful to you. The Prime Voice AI by Eleven Labs and Google Music LM, those are two audio-oriented AI tools. And for those, you know, really good for creators who would rather clone their own voice in order to say, like, a script for their videos. And then Google Music LM, if you just want to have some entry music for, like, a podcast or something, you can just type in a description, like a romantic strings playing by a lake. And so the Music LM will come up with something that should sound like that. And what if your work is school? Say you're a student or like I consider myself a lifelong learner. What apps could you use for learning something? Duolingo's roleplay feature as part of their Duo Max subscription. I've been using that for a while and I love it. I think it's one of my favorites. So essentially there's a portion for Spanish and French learners where you're talking to a bot in the language that you're trying to learn. Um, I know I was doing one in French and I didn't know what to say. I wrote it in French the best way I could have saying like, I don't know how to respond. And they responded giving me suggestions as to like, oh, well, you could probably say this in French. You could say this. And so like it being able to keep up with you very well, even when you don't necessarily have the answers, was just super impressive. And then another one that I included that was education related was 
Khan Academy's Khan Migo. So that tool is especially helpful if you need some homework help or just want some more personalized learning lessons related to just a wide array of subjects. And Khan Migo won't give you the answer for it, but they'll give you hints. All right, that was our personal tech reporting assistant, Cordelia James. Two-year-old Finn Semler is playing with her little sister T at home in Ventura County. T is just 14 months younger, having arrived on the scene 10 weeks premature. Their mum, Genesee, is home from work with them today. Their daycare is closed for the Juneteenth holiday. We have Juneteenth now that is recognized as a federal holiday as a kind of a um, response to George Floyd and like Black Lives Matter movement. We have been following the family since Finn's arrival in January 2021, the same time as the inauguration of President Joe Biden. Juneteenth, commemorating the emancipation of enslaved people, was made a federal holiday for the first time that same year. And as Biden starts his campaign to be elected for a second term, it's a moment to reflect on what that means for their family. Time just flies. I can't believe that we're already back here and it's kind of scary. You hear all these rumblings of dissatisfaction and that there's gonna be a swing right. It does bring up a certain amount of anxiety. Are some of those concerns greater because you're raising two girls? Yes, actually, um, you know, of course I'm biased, but I think both of our girls are so, you know, beautiful and lovely. And maybe they're not all on board with somebody just as extreme as him, but someone with that general sense that like women are meant to be seen and not, you know, heard <laughs> that kind of attitude, those kind of old fashioned 1950s values and that like with their bodies and stuff, it's not their own, and you know, that the government should have a say in what they do, how they treat, let's say, unwanted pregnancies or whatever it is in the future. Yeah, of course there's concern about that. They're a little young, but I think we all want like a, a kinder, gentler, more accepting world for our children, you know? But these kids won't be aware of all this stuff that's happening for many more years, so it's more for us adults, I guess. They went swiftly from a family of three to a family of four and T spent her first few weeks in the ICU. There's no sign of her traumatic start to life. She's a typical, happy, cute, and curious one-year-old. And Genesee says her daughters are learning the new world around them, and so is she. Yeah, it's a brave new world for these kids, and it's just fascinating to see how they're gonna grow up that's different from, from me. They're taking their baby steps into this new world, but for you as a parent, it's a new world and baby steps into it, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, so I, I'm Asian American and these kids are like mixed. And so it is really interesting for me to see how they're regarded, you know, by their peers. And there's much less like emphasis put on it, I think, than when I was growing up. The things I've experienced, I, I don't feel like they experience. You know? Do you mean negative things that you experience? Yeah, like... Um, racist things. I mean, even though I was born here, I, I mean, I never forget that I'm a minority, you know, because like, even if I wanted to forget it, like it's not something, it, I, I'm treated differently because of it, you know? I think kind of coincidental that all these things lined up, but they're growing up in a much sort of more aware, open world, I think, than, than we grew up in. And you can catch up with the previous stories on our website, kclu.org, and we will continue to follow Genesee and her family. 
in Thousand Oaks. Caroline Faraday, KCLU News. White supremacy is the sickness. King County Metro is struggling to hire and maintain the number of drivers and mechanics needed to take commuters where they need to go. And as people return to the office and ridership creeps upwards, that need is becoming greater and greater. Now, the agency has announced one potential solution to this workforce shortage. They plan to rehire and fast-track workers who were let go for not complying with the county's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Seattle Times reporter David Croman has been covering the story, and he joins me now. Hey, David. Welcome back to Soundside. Hi. Thanks for having me. So King County Metro says they'll rehire workers who were let go for not meeting the requirements of the vaccine mandate. What's actually required of returning workers in exchange to getting their jobs back? So not not a ton. Um, the, the big thing, though, is they have to drop any claims against uh, King County Metro. And and there are a few, um, according to the county's risk management office, 19 people who were fired over the, the vaccine mandate um, brought some kind of tort claim against the county, um, generally complaints about being denied a religious or medical exemption. Um, so, so in order to get your job back, you have to, if, you know, if you have a pending claim, you have to drop it or you have to give up any possible future claims. But beyond that, you basically just have to meet training uh, qualifications and licensing qualifications. And then you can have your, your old job back, back at the same pay level and, and leave accrual benefits that you had before. Got it. And one of the union reps you spoke to, Corey Rigtrup, he says that even those who left in a ball of fire could return to their jobs. What did he mean by that? Yeah, so th- this was kind of a sticking point, which is um, basically he's referring to people who have made claims uh, against the county or who have threatened to make claims against the county. Because, you know, it was a it was a contentious thing, the vaccine mandate. And some people, I think, made a show about that they were going to sort of come after the county. So what the what the union is saying is, you know, so long as these people, while they were employed, had good track records, we don't want sort of what they said on their way out or what they threatened to do on their way out to be something that would um, keep them from being hired. And they think that this agreement does that. And in your reporting, as you just mentioned, there are a slew of lawsuits from former employees. And one of those requirements is to you know give up on those claims. How does a union feel about that? Do they feel good about that? Yeah, they don't. They, you know, I think this was a sticking point in the negotiations to a certain extent because they want to preserve you know, freedom of their members to to do what they want to do. You know, they don't they don't take a they don't take a position on the validity of those lawsuits or whether or not that's a good idea or not. But, you know, I think these negotiations went on for a while. um, And, you know, there were a few sticking points that that made them complicated. And I think this this question about claims was one of them. But, you know, eventually the union felt like, um, you know, it it wasn't worth dragging it on longer um, over this particular issue. How many King County Metro employees were let go to the vaccine mandate and how many are eligible to return? So it was somewhere in the range of 100, just a little over 100 who were let go of the mandate that understates the number a little bit because some people quit before they were fired. But as far as people who are actually fired, it's around 100. About 90 of those are represented by the union and so are covered by this agreement. Among those, I think it was 50, 50 or operators and something like 17 were mechanics. Um, so uh, th- those are the people I think that Metro in particular is interested in getting back if they can. Yeah. One of the things you mentioned in your reporting is that these positions will be fast tracked. What does that mean? How quickly can these workers expect to be back in the job? 
Yeah, it's it's fast track because they they don't have to reapply. They don't have to go through the application process again. It's as if their job was just kind of sitting there waiting for them. So they, you know, if they they have thirty days to express interest, if they reach out to Metro and say they want to, then you know, so long as they agree to drop their claims and meet the sort of you know basic licensing requirements, they can just have their job back. That is that's notable because that's different than what other agencies have done. You know, the state of Washington, for example, is theoretically open to hiring people who were fired because of the vaccine mandate, but those people have to go through the sort of normal application process again and are not guaranteed to return to their same pay level or the same leave accrual benefits, which, you know, if we're talking about transit, that has implications for things like the state ferry system, which is also struggling with staffing, but they have not opened the door yet to, sort of a quick rehiring of ferry workers, whereas in this case, this just kind of shortcuts all of the normal uh, application and hiring process and, and lets people get back to driving the bus or, or fixing the buses, you know, within days, literally. Mm. So Washington State, King County and Seattle all implemented vaccine mandates back in 2021, and those mandates have all since been rescinded. Do you think, David, we can expect to see more agencies respond to staffing shortages by creating these types of fast tracks for employees who didn't meet vaccine requirements? I know you said Metro's sort of, you know, at the forefront of the fast track process, but do you think it might happen for other agencies? Yeah, I don't know. I, although, you know, it could because these agencies are pretty desperate right now for workers. And, you know, we're seeing the the impacts of that. Metro is pretty consistently been canceling bus service. Uh, in September, they are rewriting their entire schedule uh, with with about 20 lines being struck entirely from the schedule and another 12 um, losing trips. You know, Metro says that this is just a reflection of what's already happening, which is that these trips are being canceled already and they're just writing it into the schedule. But, you know, these staff shortages are having a real world impact on people's ability to get around. And so, um, I think that sort of level of desperation is what put pushed King County in this direction. And I I don't know what state ferries or other transit agencies are going to do, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if they started resorting to that also. David Croman covers transportation for the Seattle Times. David, thanks so much for your reporting. Thanks for having me. And it was hot. It was so hot. It was, it was like a 95, 100 degrees in the shade. The wind never blew. And they say... That New Orleans has humidity down there, which kind of cools us off. That's bullshit. It was un, it was death heat. Inside the convention center, it was so stifling hot, people tried to stay outside. Hot as hell, 100-something degrees. It's hot. It was very, very hot at that time. It was 97, 98 degrees. It was hot. And the heat radiating off of the highway yeah. at night was intensely hot. It's hot as hell. That was the worst summer. I mean... That, that was, there was some, I mean, that, that heat was ridiculous. Man, hot as heck in here. It was beyond Africa heat. If Africa heat was anything like that, like I said before, and I'll say it again, they keep saying go back to Africa, hell no. Climate change is presenting new challenges in our everyday lives and also in the workplace. One of those challenges is the growing threat of wildfires, dangerous smoke-filled air. The kind East Coasters recently experienced due to wildfires in Canada is a major hazard for workers, especially those with outdoor jobs. So how should employers handle that? I spoke earlier with Doug Parker, Assistant Secretary of Labor for Occupational Safety and Health and Director of OSHA. So for people who work outdoors, say on a farm or a construction site uh, that are vulnerable to dangerous air quality, what are employers required to do to keep those particular people safe? 
every employer has an obligation to provide a safe and healthful workplace for their employees. With respect to wildfire smoke hazards, this is something that on the West Coast, workers and employers have quite a bit of experience with. And some of the states out there have implemented rules related to protecting workers from wildfire smoke. As we see from the events in Canada, this is becoming a more widespread issue that can affect much larger parts of the country. And so our focus right now is providing guidance to employers to make sure that they're doing what they can to protect workers from these wildfire events. That includes things like moving workers indoors, delaying work if necessary, being mindful of the pace of work. And we're also recommending that employers prepare for and plan to reduce exposures to smoke using things like voluntary respirator programs. Okay. Now, are these recommendations, Doug, or are they requirements from OSHA? On the federal level, we do not have regulations that are specific to wildfire smoke. This is not something that has been regulated on a national level. At the moment, OSHA really doesn't have much they can do to an employer if a worker is saying, look, I'm not safe and I'm not healthy and it's my employer's fault. They're not doing anything. In very high um, smoke exposure situations where the air quality is extremely hazardous, we may have some authority to act, but this is really a relatively new area where our authority really hasn't been tested. And as a result, we really have taken an approach that we think is more effective given those uncertainties which is that we are encouraging people to do the right thing and protect workers from smoke. Our tools are limited right now. Did the fires and, and the smoke in the East Coast uh, from those fires in Canada, was that a bit of a wake-up call for the entire country to understand that this is not going to be a regional issue that much longer? Well, I'm afraid we think so, yes. And that's why we put out a, a press release and alert to the regulated public that we want employers to be prepared. Uh, we were not asking them to react to that wildfire event, but we were asking them to be prepared for future wildfire events by having strategies in place, plans in place to protect their workers, whether that is having more flexibility about when work can be done, whether that is having a respirator program and that they are using filtration systems if that's feasible, reducing levels of physical activity, especially strenuous and heavy work, and just making accommodations for people with things like air filters and HVA systems and other things. Doug Parker is Assistant Secretary of Labor for Occupational Safety and Health and Director of OSHA. Doug, thanks. You're very welcome. Tacky, trashy, terroristic. That is the interaction with black people and white people every day, wherever they happen to be. It's going to be one of those categories, a combination of all three. Before the day is over. But it, it doesn't get any better than tacky. I call it the three T's. <laughs> tacky, trashy, terroristic. That's it. Anywhere on the planet you are. Ordered an auto shop owner to pay his former employee $39,000 in back wages and damages. Last year, the U.S. Department of Labor filed a lawsuit against Miles Walker, who owns AOK Walker Auto Works in Peachtree City. A decision has been made in the case involving the Fayetteville man who was given 91,500 oil-covered pennies in January 2021 as his final paycheck by the owner of Peachtree City Auto Repair Shop, OK Walker Auto Works.
The former employee named Andreas Flatten contacted the Department of Labor when Miles Walker refused to give him a final paycheck. The wage and hour division contacted Walker. The shop owner then dumped the thousands of pennies in the employee's driveway along with a pay stub marked with an expletive and published a defamatory statement about the former employee on the company's website. The U.S. Department of Labor announced a lawsuit against Miles Walker in January 2022. It was determined Walker violated the FLSA's overtime provisions by paying the complainant and other employees straight time rates for all hours worked, including for hours over 40 in a work week when an overtime rate of pay was legally required. The court has now ordered the Walker to pay nine former employees $39,934 in back wages and damages and as forbidding the owner from additional discrimination and retaliation against any employee. The court ordered the auto shop operator to pay $39,934, representing back wages owed and an equal amount in liquidated damages to nine workers. In addition, the judge's order permanently forbids the employer from violating federal minimum wage and overtime provisions and specifically requires them to do the following. Remove all photographs of and references to the former employee who was retaliated against from the company website and never post photos or references about the employee again. Post the consent judgment immediately in all conspicuous places in its facility where employee notices are usually posted. Conspicuously display a division fact sheet on prohibiting retaliation under the FLSA in its facility. The court has sent a clear message to employers such as Miles Walker, who subject employees to unfair wage practices and outright intimidation and retaliation. By law, worker engagement with the U.U.S. Department of Labor is a protected activity. Workers should not fear harassment or intimidation in the workplace, said A. S. Department of Labor Regional Solicitor Tramel Howard in Atlanta. Employers who mistakenly believe they can willfully violate labor laws at the expense of employees and competitors must understand that we will do everything within our rights to bring them to justice. Workers are entitled to obtain the wages they earned without fear of harassment or intimidation said Wage and Hour Regional Administrator Juan Correa in Atlanta. The Wage and Hour Division will use all tools available to ensure workers' rights are protected and that employers do not retaliate against them when they assert those rights. This case should serve as notice to employers that retaliation will not be tolerated. I've seen what's around the corner. I've seen what's over the horizon, and I promise you, you niggas have nothing to celebrate. I know I won't get there with you. I'm going to Canada. New at six, a teacher in Ottumwa is suing his school district. Robert Bender claims administrators failed to stop students from using racial slurs against him. The district hired Bender as a behavioral teacher in 2021. Within months, Bender says students started routinely calling him the N-word, even left him racist notes. The suit claims other teachers and staff heard the slurs, but took no action. One of the students was eventually suspended. Another put in what the suit describes as timeout, 
But the suit claims that Bender had to supervise that timeout as the student continued to use the slur against him. Bender also claims the district reassigned him in retaliation for allowing students to take part in a walkout. Bender now serves as a special education teacher and track coach with the district. Atoma schools denied the allegations in a statement. It says student discipline is highly contextual and individualized to the student, the behavior, and the circumstances. It is also confidential. Hmm. I've never heard that before. They said student discipline is contextual. What does that mean? I never heard that. What, what does that mean? particularly in that context. So you got little racist children in Canada they're calling the black teacher a nigra, racist jokes and all the rest of it, and they say that discipline is contextual. Um, do they have contextual uh, discipline? at your school did you get that or do your children if you have offspring do they get contextual discipline I'm still learning and confidential I got that part I know that that see I already got we're not going to they could have just left it at that but they had to add that and it is contextual and confidential hmm alright neutralizing workplace racism Gus T. Renegade context of white supremacy program two of two today man already here one time I guess Dr. Judith Fatala with us live from Wales uh, discussing racism uh, in serial killers and fandom all of that one lesson that I can say from that words that word unfair was just mentioned in our workplace reports words are so important we talked about the term dark fandom. She explained the concept and she, even she volunteered. She had been thinking about that saying, man, that's kind of racist. We always associate something bad with black, dark. And we're not even talking about Negro fans. This is white people. What, you know, want to get memorabilia from old Jeff Dahmer and such. She said, you know, us having this discussion gonna think about it maybe I do need to say something about this so I can call more attention she even admitted hey I'm the only non-white person in this field to my knowledge at least in her part of the world UK and I don't have the same sort of job security as these white women she actually said that I don't have the same sort of job security as they do I'm non-white racially ambiguous but non-white Facts. Still important though, she said, volunteer, I am going to say something. It does need to be pointed out because words are important. And that's a big way that we transport, well, that is a huge way that the system of white supremacy, racism, ideas, values, code is transported just in the words that we use. Non white people, white people, everybody. And the same thing can be done in the workplace because that's what she's talking about doing, bringing this up in the workplace. Others can do the same. I remember when they had the, uh, 
think it was ice, snow in Texas. They got really cold weather and they had lost power. And even under those critical circumstances, lethal for some, they got to have electricity, right? You got people on ventilators and everything. Even then they said, hey, we caution against the phrase blackout, same reason. They said service interruption. And this was on a live broadcast where they're giving out information. When is the power going to be back? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm cold. It's 20 degrees. Blah, blah, blah. And even under those circumstances, words matter. We're not going to say this is a Negro outage. We're going to say this is a service outage. Service interruption. That works as well. Anyway, but that was earlier today. Racism, white supremacy, worldwide problem. If you have thoughts, observations to share, particularly if you have figured out some codification, you don't have to worry about your job security. You are chilling. It's summertime. You got the expensive designer sunglasses. Things are so, what they call, oh, Columbine cowards, they say they were bright. You know, my workplace outlook is bright. Spectacular even. Share with us. How did you do that? What did you say? Did you figure out some things to say? Not to say to get to that spot. You don't have to worry that they're going to be coming and cutting your hours back. No wage theft for you. You work 40 hours. You will be justly compensated for 40 hours no doubt about it you work 45 we got you for 45 and if that's five hours of ot we got you five hours of ot no problem you don't do all that they don't dump a greasy barrel of pennies on your doorstep (laughs) and tell you to go f yourself they don't do that they don't do that to you you get paid correctly every time without fail and are appreciated, in fact. Maybe even get a thank you from time to time. Say your name correctly. Spell it accurately, too. How did you do that? The number 605-313-5164. Decode 564-943-POUND. Press star six one. If you would like to participate. Number again, 605-313-5164. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. Certainly, if you have any difficulties, if they do get a wheelbarrow and dump thousands of dirty pennies on your doorstep to pay off, you know, compensate you for whatever services you have delivered. But hey, you just heard, got some tips on how to deal with that. Do our best to use logic to help solve problems, solve problems without creating new problems. Always the goal minimize conflict even with other non-white people in the workplace 
the email untiljustice at gmail.com untiljustice at gmail.com can read your commentary as well if you would prefer to be anonymous uh, let's see uh, we'll be here on Monday as well we'll be here tomorrow compensatory calling be here on Monday as well Chicago Pamela Evans Harris Chicago alrighty before we get to emails callers uh, some of the reports that we began with the apps that they mentioned or I guess even before that with Juneteenth that was mentioned in there as well we have any folks jokes barbecues anything else related to Juneteenth if you got a tacky card from your co-workers let us know if you got through it safely bravo you can share that as well but let us know if you managed through Juneteenth in the workplace now audio that we heard one the apps they were talking about different apps that can be used in the workplace to help you be more efficient uh, give you some grammar tips emails messages that sort of thing love it we had talked about that before one not using emojis and a lot of slang and all the rest of it in workplace emails I think our caller in Georgia gave the suggestion to practice your professional writing those sort of apps seem like they would be a great tool to refine your skills in that area get away from as I said a lot of slang and jargon you're not talking to your friends and such in the workplace I also heard that and thought wow I could see racists using that to be way more refined efficient in getting work done maintain their system that's what they always do oh wow this can help me do this wow help me I don't even know Spanish that well help me communicate race soldiers on the other side of the world just talking about that always up to something uh, let's see the report where they talked about Juneteenth the daycare centers were closed some of the parents have to had to look after their own children uh, now they've already been talking about problems with daycare child care services uh, in general uh, I'm sure there were some white parents out there salty if they had to figure out alternatives for that one day because you know school or whatever daycare was closed uh, this past Monday if anybody heard any of that feel free to share I also thought it was interesting in that segment they had a non-white person so-called Asian she said that her child is mixed race that's another so-called she said that she thinks there are things that her child wouldn't experience that she did so what do you mean like like racism I even had a pause there pause for Elliot Roger that's a non-white person one white parent who certainly said racism was still a problem for me talking about school shooters um, or yep anyway uh, but she said I thought that's so that is so interesting even why would your child who has a non-white parent why would your child not experience these problems is it because they have a white parent is it because you think Obama didn't lie to us that young people are way better 
they are way less racist, meaning young white children. They are not racist. They don't say racist things and they don't mistreat non-white children. All that is, you know, old hat, as they used to say. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm incredulous. Even like, man, difficult to even speak. That's Dr. Fatala said the same thing today. Reluctant to even speak about this. That is the result of terror, the intended result of terrorism. And frequently, non-white people are not allowed to talk about racism, especially workplace scenarios. She wasn't even at work. She was, you know, talking about daycare alternatives for her child because the daycare was closed Juneteenth. Uh, Let's see. Next, we heard the segment uh, they were talking about climate change and uh, what are steps OSHA and others can take to protect workers. Now, the interesting thing I thought one component from that segment was they said that this is kind of a new problem in terms of extreme heat, fire hazards, pollution in the air. We just talked about folks on the East Coast had all that in New York uh, from the fire up in Canada that all this is kind of a new thing. And so trying to figure out what to do and how to enforce all of this is kind of uncharted. OSHA, they don't have a whole lot of authority, how it was articulated. That word, my word for neutralizing workplace racism consistently is safety. We are supposed to have a safe work environment. I've said consistently, hey, the system of white supremacy racism is unsafe plantation is it even safe so all of that is just a lie really but at least in the workplace we are supposed to pretend really well gotta at least act like safety so we're not supposed to be making jokes about shooting people and all the rest and we should have a safe working environment not have us out here boiling in 8,000 degrees pollution in the air all the rest of it no water talked about that when they had the extreme heat events before now I don't know we have a lot of people who uh, deliver and do construction jobs where they would be outside I don't know we talked about last year they were brawling over parking spots on some people's jobs when the temperature started to get up at you know 110 and all the rest of it like oh my gosh we got fisticuffs out here because it's only you know like 10 spots in the shade and everybody else you know doesn't want a boiling car to go get into so man uh all of that now they said hey we don't have a whole lot of authority best we can do i think the word they used was encourage like we'll we'll ask nicely you all please do right please have water please please don't have them out there if it's 150 degrees please do right y'all won't you please act right man man take your safety into your own hands document and I mean cause hey they'll put you in an asbestos factory give you a dirty mask and tell you to get at it <laughs> I mean take that is nothing to joke around with play with take your safety super serious you literally could be talking about your life Uh, let's see they had the segment right here King County talking about the shortage of 
bus drivers for the King County Metro. Now, within that, they also talked about the ferry system. Seattle is unique because they have uh, they are surrounded by so much water that they have ferry systems for people that live out uh, on some of the surrounding islands in the Puget Sound area. And that's although it's not driving the bus, some of that is considered public transportation. Lots of people uh, take that ferry system every day and especially this time of year oh my goodness i've talked about for summers i love the water taxi that right there is all a part of the ferry system if you want to go out to like west seattle and bainbridge and some of the other areas anyway they have a shortage of drivers and some of that is because of the rona they were kicking people out Uh, if you don't get that vaccine they had lots of white people who were obstinate around these parts and throughout uh, the country so-called uh, said they were not going to get the vaccine. They said, Hey, we can just hire all those folks that we kick to the curb, hire them all back and do so quickly. Right. Cause they're already trained. We got their paperwork. We can make this a super quick process. Long as they drop their lawsuit or whatever, boom, back on the road, shortage solved. Now, I don't know. We have listeners. They didn't necessarily work for King County Metro, but we had a number of folks who talked about being impacted by either the vaccines multiple rounds you had to get the booster and just a variety of different problems from all of this i don't know we have folks did you get rehired is it a permanent end because i know we had some folks they were coming to threaten suspension and then you know renege on it so has all of that ended for you all people that lost employment did you get rehired just trying to suss all of this out they're saying the pandemic is over and a lot of the, you know, vaccine requirements and what have you have been waived. Same you know thing that they're talking about here in Washington state. So I don't know. I would love to know how that, you know, impacting listeners uh, throughout the so-called country. Uh, but, yeah, I continue to watch that one out here. I would not be surprised at all. One, white people don't get fired. They get transferred. All of those white people who refuse and I'm not going to do it and blah, blah, blah. They might have just got a vacation chill at home for a little while maybe they got unemployment maybe they didn't i don't know and then they just get to come back get rehired don't lose their benefits pension all that good stuff just come back in like they just had a brief sabbatical wow all righty and even under the content talk about contextual discipline hey maybe they were jeopardizing all of our safety by not wanting to do this next we heard the, oh man, the segment about those pennies. Number one, that was a white man down in the great state of Georgia where they dumped all these pennies uh, on his driveway, but I still included it. Wage theft, that was a part of all of that as well, even before they got to the pennies where he worked whatever his shift hours were and they didn't want to compensate him. Very familiar with that. We've talked about that before document everything and particularly if you're working overtime because that was also a part of uh, the shenanigans criminal activity uh, working overtime and him not being compensated for it we've heard that as well and white people will be quick to take advantage of victims of racism non-white people because frequently we'll be in a very vulnerable position not all of us but many where it's just want to keep quiet don't want to rock the boat keep my mouth shut don't want to stir up any trouble as they say so we might not even scrutinize too closely the pay stub hours worked and you know make sure that we get every 
nickel we are entitled to, that we worked, that we earned. Many of us, hopefully, do have that black self-respect. I earned it. Make sure you compensate me correctly. Man, make sure you verify. They have apps for that, too, that can track hours worked. This is what you earn. Tax all of that to make sure this is accurate. Keep uh, paper documentation. Even if you get direct deposit, many folks, 21st century, you should still have the records for all of that, electronic records. Keep all of that information so that you know. Even sometimes there can be funny business with time cards. People go in and clock you in at a time that's later than when you actually arrived. Clock you out sooner than you actually left. So I said just make sure you have documentation, all of that. We have talked about all of this in detail and from around the world the wage theft can be extraordinary and I mean expensive and then the tackiness so that's how it started then I'm going to pay him he had to call and all the rest of it and then finally okay fine 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 I'm going to bring a wheelbarrow of not just pennies right a wheelbarrow of oily pennies dump that on your front porch with a, a note filled with expletives now I'm going to remind you again this was to a white man you can just think for yourself what they would do to a negro but this is a white man they do all of this he documented pictures make a report end up getting $39,000 now I don't think didn't seem like his his last check was supposed to be for $39,000 but you got a lot of white welfare and all the rest of it but $39,000 he didn't go curse him out he didn't go get what? Look at that. He dumped all these brown brothers on my porch. He used to call brown, uh, pennies brown brothers way back when. Dumped all these brown brothers and dirty brown brothers too on my porch. Oh man, I'm going to get my baseball bet. Yeah. Picture, police report, document. Come on now. You don't treat a white man like this. They said, and I loved it when they gave the judgment they said that they wanted to send a message this is not tolerable they wanted this done immediately no pussyfooting they wanted uh, information about uh, retaliation and what the ruling judgment had been found they wanted it posted in a conspicuous place in the workplace that's for people who like to what's that old tacky metaphor that they use sweep things under the rug we like to make it difficult the move is minimize obfuscate putting things in a conspicuous location that defeats obfuscating I was going to also add in there put it in a conspicuous location and make it Plain. Don't put a whole lot of legal jargon so that we be like, what? What is it? Retaliate. Retal- Make it plain, man. Like, oh, so if they mess us over, they can't come back and fire us or cheat us out of our money if we report them for wrongdoing. Got it. Make it plain, conspicuous, and do it immediately that sounds like justice we're not going to sit around and pussyfoot and oh we'll get to it right now justice ASAP okay the other segment 
the uh, oh, and they put the photos up. It was so much. <laughs> they put the photos up on the website. Did you hear that? He didn't just come by and put the Dirty Brown Brothers with the note. You go at yourself, white brother. They say he put pictures of him up on the website. You look at this old blankety blanker and blank blank. This is to another white man. Come on now, now that's the sort of thing that I look at right there. This is so unprofessional. He moved on, give him his final paycheck, you hire somebody else and keep it pushing. People get new jobs all the time. All this we gotta sit around and terrorize him and what is that for? And again now, they're doing this to a white man. We gotta go put him up on the website and all the rest of it. Like come on. Come on. And absolutely that is exactly the sort of thing. Put that up next to the time clock. Put it next to the toilet paper and the soap dispenser in the bathroom. Next to the sink in the workstation. I don't know where else the time, wherever you have to punch in. Put it next to the uh, employee entrance. Several conspicuous locations. This sort of behavior should, is criminal not to be tolerated. Like, dang, okay. Good to, and they can't retaliate against you for reporting this sort of mischief. Last report Canada, old Robert Bender, black educator in Canada, no less, they had the audacity. They said these little Canadian white urchins calling old Robert Bender, calling him a nigger making racist jokes leaving racist notes ah, you got it old ah ah you got it he said well you you can't just let him call me nigger ah you got it ah don't worry about it boys will be that's what they said about those old cowards that come and boys will be boys Anywho, he uh, we'll see how his suit, Mr. Bender, we'll see how his suit unfolds. Like I said, if you're going to be an educator, like, wow, it is a lot to consider because I've seen, they got video where that sort of thing happens. I've seen it repeatedly where the black educator ended up getting into a physical altercation that started because one of these little white urchins, nigra, nigra, and then things escalate. I've seen that repeatedly. So again, have to have a code what are you going to do number one composure can't say that enough composure how are you going to respond in that sort of situation I guess even expanded so if you're working with the little white children and they leave you racist notes make racist jokes about you and your name or whatever it is what is your code and maybe even practice that get some trial runs the whole way through so that you're not stunned about all of this when it happens but I have seen a whole lot of these sort of reports with black educators and racist child and they get absolutely no support from their administrators fellow teachers that's another thing you should expect from our fellow white sisters nah, they are not going to have your back hate you give even if they're teaching that book. Anyway, number 
decode 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. I will add that case with the pennies. Now, that was a white man. He was able to go through the courts and what have you and get his $39,000. That said, that case did take some years. I'd have to go back to look. That is something Mr. Fuller has talked about. Like, hey, if you are going to go the court route, be prepared because sometimes that's that is intended. We are going to wait this nigga out. Now, again, that was a white man with the pennies, but they will do the same thing. You can file this suit back. President Obama was in the Oval Office. We're hanging out, waiting, don't even know who's going to win 2024, and we're still waiting. Being adjudicated, all the rest of it. Might even have to be paying money this whole time and all that old stuff. So keep that in mind. Sometimes that'll be part of it. And just think in advance, am I willing, you know, I'm willing to hang out and be with this for the next five years. If I move, whatever's happening with my life, children's life, whatever it is, I'm in it for the long haul, however long it takes, I'm there. I'm vested something to think about and be truthful about as well uh let's see 605-313-5164 decode 564-943-pound press star 61 if you would like to participate email is until justice at gmail.com Again, if we got folks with the Juneteenth situation, anyone made any cute remarks, racist jokes, brought watermelon in, anything else, KFC coupons, let us know. If it was boring, nobody said a word. If you got the day off, bravo. But don't let us miss out uh, if that was the case. Let us see. Uh, Folks spectating, I reckon, do not wait till the last minute if you, you know, have commentary and such to share particularly people might have questions or be provoked by some of your commentary from the workplace so make sure you do not wait till the end if you have uh, commentary much obliged let us see uh, I'll read in one of the emails as we see if other folks have commentary to share uh, until justice at gmail.com until justice at gmail.com actually yes I'll do the email first there's a report I'll read as well, but we'll do the emails first. Until justice at gmail.com. Email number one. Uh, let's see. Hi, Gus and callers. My racist manager returned from two weeks of holiday leave this Monday. I think someone had a word with her because she has been much nicer this week and has basically left me alone. Bravo. I did ask the other racist suspect manager who I am working with on a priority project to clarify who I am reporting to and if she can liaise with my racist line manager so there is no confusion over my workload. No confusion. It seems to have worked because she has been overly courteous which is very much out of character it has also meant that I have been able to execute myself from the excuse or excuse myself from the unnecessary time wasting meetings that were in my diary and yes 
my line manager is a sadist. I genuinely believe she is psychologically unbalanced. She creates chaos and conflict between people because she enjoys it. Got that uh, chick at the, the courthouse in Florida says she is the chaos coordinator. So, hmm. Uh, she has systematically set out to damage relationships I have cultivated. She does what she has termed, she has what she has termed diary stalking, hmm, in quotes, which is basically spying on who I might be meeting with. She also diary stalks others. The language she uses is very telling of her mental state and motivations. I'm just pausing because I said this was program two of two we just talked about. Serial killers. Stalkers. Like old Ted Bundy literally hours ago. And saying this is a part of white culture. And it's old white women who are the main consumers of true crime Ted Bundy and Dahmer stalkers it continues the racist suspect white male who recently left the team was asked to support me on a project for a few days the work required attention to detail and patience he did not want to take direction from me did a shoddy job and resisted following my instructions aided and abetted by my racist manager I had sent him a message setting out what needed to be corrected and offered to meet with him to go through the feedback. I had then emailed my racist manager to let her know the work would be finished later than planned. I did not mention the racist suspect male or the fact the work he did was shoddy. But she did what comes naturally to her and spoke to the racist suspect male behind my back just as she used to do with the non-white female who no longer reports to me my racist manager then emailed me about a separate matter but included a sentence taken directly from the message I had sent to the racist suspect male she had him send her my message that is crazy <laughs> that is crazy the way she used to with the non-white female another one of her sadistic subliminal messages that's so time wasty too like what aren't we just trying to get something done efficiently I realized she was meddling and undermining me so I made some corrections then forwarded the document to her explaining what was unfinished I asked her to let me know if she wanted me to get the racist suspect male to do the rest of the work she said she would review the document and get back to me she has not and he left the team in May confusion I shall call the white female who rarely turns up to work AWOL oh AWOL Annie okay so we have new nickname now we have incompetent Carrie and AWOL Annie the I don't even know what to call that white welfare white welfare where you just the rules do not apply you can show up as you need to I think we had some other folks who said that they worked with someone who would claim that they had some sort of mental health problem uh, Asperger's or something like an odd mental health ailment which they may have had I'm not downplaying that but 
it seemed that they would just use this uh, to their advantage to not do work, take excessive time away from the job, uh, to do things late, procrastinate, miss deadlines. Like, oh, you know, I got that thumbnail, the hangnail problem, you know. Ooh, we need an extra two weeks, that type of a thing. So we got AWOL Annie. For some reason, my racist manager mentioned her doing one of our catch-ups before she went on holiday. Apparently, AWOL Annie had been absent for over a month. What the come on? Not consecutive days, but pretty much a month. To be honest, she is rarely at work and is based in another part of the country, so I didn't notice she was missing. I'm often more surprised when she is at work. I didn't comment when my racist manager brought up AWOL Annie's attendance record, but wondered why she had. I deduced she wanted me to say something negative about AWOL Annie so that she could repeat it and cause more conflict. Oh, that is that is so common in a number of workplace situations where they're just trying to goad us to uh, almost like to get us to participate in some gossip unwittingly where they'll say something to kind of set it up like, hmm, looks like uh, Annie's, you know, missed about 20 days in the past month. Like, really? Wow, that's a lot of days. And then they'll go, like, oh, yeah, she said, you missed so many days and went in the exact number. And it's like, what? I didn't even, <laughs> you brought us. It is always those type of situations. I do not have anything to say. I'm not in charge of hiring. I'm not any supervisor. Like, if that's the case, and most often that will be the case, hey, I do not need to make one syllable of commentary about any or really anybody else did they show up to work did they work what's their quality of work none of the above their supervisor often a white person but whatever their supervisor can do that in a professional manner not me out at the water cooler or at the beginning of a meeting or in the middle of a zoom call whatever oh yeah that no count Annie and she makes it all work makes us all have to work harder and she never hear remember nope and just for what she said think of, mm-hmm, gotcha and then go out and lie make it seem like you started the whole conversation she continues let's see I really don't care if AWOL Annie is at work or not her suspect manager see told me that she thinks she has a drinking problem which was very unprofessional I concur I wouldn't be surprised if she does AWOL Annie often writes random comments in the zoom chat channels I figure either she has no filter or she's drunk now I mean (laughs) come on man come on we got incompetent Carrie AWOL Annie they think she's tipsy while we're at work remember they had the other uh we're gonna say we got the other five-star employee they had the zoom meeting during the rona and they said that she had just woke up dragged over to the computer in her pajamas and footies they said hey can you come on man you got the nightgown on man come on can you put something perfect a sweatshirt at least come on and she dragged over and she like come on come on come on and then you're gonna tell us you niggers, you know, unprofessional, unqualified, got these old affirmative action. Like, are you serious? Are you serious? That's why I said, if we really had an understanding of racism, white supremacy, what it means to be white, we would not entertain a millisecond 
of commentary about affirmative action or anything else. If there's any affirmative action, it's AWOL, Annie. How do you still have a job? You don't even come to work, and when you do, we think you're drunk? He continues. Uh, oh, 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 I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I'm going to get... Do I have water? Do I have water? Let me get a teaspoon of water. Let's see. Poor Pam still with us. Pour a little bit out for Pam. Still with us. Woo. Man. Mm. Context of white supremacy. Metronome. Metronome. She continues. AWOL Annie's racist manager is the racist suspect female who binge watched the Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix series with great delight. I've always been wary of her as is a very hateful and volatile person to people of all colors. Turns out she has lots of tattoos which she covers up with long sleeve shirts when she's at work. She had them done when she was younger. I'd say she's in her late 20s, early 30s now. She also said she used to be a goth and had an eating disorder as a child. Every time I look at her, I can't think help thinking about Eric Harris and Dylan Cleveland. <laughs> I can't live. Uh, they would say, hey, 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 they are not goths. That's their own thing, but eh, eh. hey, hey, Jeff, I mean, uh, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, they were fanboys of Jeffrey Dahmer, too. Did a school psychology project about him. And we just talked about old Jeff Dahmer literally hours ago. How people, white people around the world, how are they fans of this cannibal white man who ate non white children? They got the binge, delectable Negro, I got to binge watch him eating and raping non-white children indeed that's us I would be leery because they said that's the type of person who would love Netflix Jeff Dahmer Ted Bundy white women mm. and then they come and do some old what they call it, diary stalking what does it mean to be white that's why I say now we can all think a little bit different. Oh, Jeffrey Dahmer fan, huh? Mm. True crime fan. Mm. Very interesting. I'll keep my eye on even That might even be kind of a red flag. Someone potentially hostile in the workplace. Now, that's such a widespread fan base. But I mean, really, in my view, that is so, you know, inappropriate, inappropriate, unprofessional. Uh, to be talking about that sort of thing in the workplace, which we've heard. I'd even put that up with people going around and talking about, oh, you know, Sue has an alcohol problem. If anything, that's one of those. Is there anything we can do to help her? If that's not the context of the dialogue, is this just some old gossip? Like, oh, yeah, I saw she had a bottle of tequila. Mm-hmm. Better watch her at the Juneteenth party. Like, come on. Come on. And the setup of it all. Don't have the Alexa or whatever. You got your phone recording to think, you know, you're going to have me 
come in here and say something about her and then you can take it back and play it for everybody like come on like she said instigating conflict that is such a huge weapon in the workplace between really where individuals classified as white they take that old gossip and in and just lying we hear that all the time call her at the courthouse in florida uh, all the uh the click and text messages and what have you and they go out and eat together and gossip that way they can be away from the work area for a little while but that is what so much of is so much of it is about promoting maintaining conflict in the workplace stir up some conflict just sometimes just for entertainment see if we can get a feud going that way we'll have some amusement for the next week in the workplace that's how I say you avoid all of that how you conduct yourself I'm a serious person do not come talk to me about gossip I don't even want to just be a spectator for it I don't want to hear any of that I'm not trying to hear you all mock any employees I don't want to hear about you know who they were stepping out on and having an affair and I don't want to hear any of that they got a drinking problem like are we trying to help this person do we have some sort of substance abuse counseling company program that we can help them get connected with maybe help them get assistance if they want it is that what we're talking about if not I'm good on this too stay out of that totally and have a reputation just I'm professional I'm serious and I am talking about things related to the job I'm not talking about what we binge watched this weekend and I'm not talking about other employees what they got on or anything else reputation for that and watching out for that trying to stir up conflict Fuller says that man minimize conflict particularly in the workplace that is beloved people that have nothing to do their job is their everything is so many people they are miserly I mean non-white people white people so many people period that they just live for that the folks they're talking about that in the click at the courthouse just live for that come to work and uh, start up animosity and things and then we leave work we got to be texting about what happened to work and bug everybody in the family telling them all the gossip and rumors about what happened at work that's what you do on the weekend sit around and talk about everybody on the job for the whole weekend and then we get back to do the same thing on Monday try to avoid that as best you can I'm just here to do my job. I'm courtesy. I'm courteous. I speak to everyone, but you're not going to, you know, have me suckered and pulled into some sort of now I got a feud with everybody, you know, on the left wing, you know, because they didn't speak to Susan that one time. So I'm going to be mad with them for the like, come on, come on, come on. Much obliged. Our uh, caller who wrote that one in the email until justice at gmail.com until justice at gmail.com the number 605-313-5164 the code 564-943-POUND press star 61 if you would like to participate I will get to my article a little later. I will not forget. Uh, let's see. Folks who dialed in with commentary should be with us. Let's see. Can I be heard? 
Bay Area mom. Yes, ma'am. Good evening to you all. Thank you for taking my call. Um, so, the um, I was thinking you you did a clip with the uh, I guess it's a, a behavioralist teacher, um, uh, or a, a, a teacher that you know in that department that deals with behavior and how the kids were calling them um, nigger and talking all. Oh, poor thing. And then the tricky words, I was driving when you um, played the commentary, so I meant to write some of those tricky words down um, <laughs> that they use about the kids. But that, oh, that's crazy. Um, education, I was just because, I, okay, so yeah, me. I, was just, I, I can relate um, because I wonder myself will that happen to me will someone accidentally say that in my presence um one of the children and how will it get handled because it's already i can just see the defense because just in general with the uh the uh high schoolers or any uh children incident when they uh when they're being disrespectful to others that aren't white the words that they use, the things that they say, and then how they can always go back to saying, um, oh, they don't know any better. That was just harmless. Oh, it was just a mistake. They heard it in a rap song. or However, they always have they have a closet full of, um, or they have a, a great deal of ready, ready excuses for anything that they do when they're practicing racism. Um, ah, that, that, that's, ooh, that education system. <laughs> uh, oh, you did another. You did an. I, I was driving. Uh, anyway, I'll do mine. Um, so I'm not. Last day of school was June eighth. Uh, I only had one day off, which was the ninth. Because then, come that Monday, I started the new job that I. Uh, the, the custodian stuff for the summer. I also just so happened to look online and saw that they were hiring for um, substitute for, I guess, just whatever. So I applied for that. The deadline was maybe a few weeks ago. So I just said, no, do it now. Just apply. So I applied for the sub. They had another um, custodial position just for regular, but I didn't want to play around because I'm not going to be available. I'm going to do another year with the children and ponder on how I'm going to phase out from the company that I'm with. And uh, so I'm, I took, I had to take the, uh, the test or whatever. Um, So because I took that test and passed it, so if I wouldn't have passed it, I could have been automatically, it wouldn't have mattered, I would have been a sub. And I still probably would have been working anyway. I just would have been a sub. Um, so I guess that meant I wouldn't have a schedule, only if they needed me. And I probably would have to go in different places in the district. So um, I passed the test, yay, and then I clarified if I didn't have to take a test, they said if I wanted to be a pair, I would have to take another pair. Hey, <laughs> never. <laughs> so, um, 
So um, that's good for me because it gets me in. I'm already in as far as in the district, but it gets me in. So when I pull out of the agency that I'm in, I'll have a place in the district. Uh, So, and I can figure out what else I want to do aside of what I'm doing now, but it's kind of laid back for me. And I say that because with the kids, it's a lot. And I was sad on the last day of school because I don't know what I want to do now. I don't know. I don't know if I want to stay at the school that I was at for the fourth graders turning into fifth graders or do I go to the middle school for the fifth graders that aren't even prepared so that I'll see what they offer and then I'll go from there, but they have to give me more money. And if they don't, I can leave the company, forget the kids and go on and and go for the, still be in the district doing something different and um, transition around. Um, so I'm, I, I, I think I like the way I set it up. So I'm with Spanish uh, people, the, 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 whomever, the head custodian of the Spanish young male, uh, I know he's under 40. I don't know how old, maybe, oh, who cares? So a young Spanish male, um, he's a sub kind of, he used, maybe he did a particular shift there, but the head custodian has been out on leave for a year and a half. So he's filling in for that person, hoping that he can get that position come August. But you have to test because the, the the lady who does all the hiring told me that he has to test and hope that he gets that position, which would be great for him. He's a nice, fresh look. Um, there's another lady, she subs because she couldn't pass that test. So she's a sub. She's been subbing for six years. Um, she fusses about the fact, why do you need to take the test? Because I, I know all the work. I shouldn't have to take the test. And... um because she does know a lot of stuff. She's just like in her 50s. She knows a lot of stuff, but she you got to be able to pass the test. That's why, ladies, I had to take it too. Well, it's good that you passed the test. So uh, there's another gentleman there. He's black. I don't know how old he is, but I, uh, I, he's older, maybe in his 40s. Ah, I don't know. So anyway, he's mild, moderate to severe, or whatever his ticks are, and you can hear him. He's talking to himself. It's... He's a paraeducator, too. It's interesting. I would, the physicians. Anyway, he's, uh, he talks a lot. He, he'll he have a whole conversation with himself like, oh, you snitched. You snitched. Why did you snitch? Oh, you snitched. Why would you snitch like that? I don't know. And, and it's like that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> but I, I, I like him. You know, I make him feel welcome, even though he left yesterday with COVID. And the manager didn't tell us. Um, I do my job. Uh, I'm, this is my second night locking up by myself. So I, I pay attention. I follow the instructions. The head of maintenance came to help me yesterday and made sure I knew how to do it versus the supervisor. He was telling me, but he didn't know how to explain to me to make sure I knew versus the head of maintenance. He did a rundown. He made sure I screenshotted my code that was sent to me, gave me all the information. Filipino-looking gentleman. Um, 
very precise. He did it first, told me all kind of information, told me what not to worry about, what to worry about, then had me do my, do it myself. And so as we exited, I'm the one that set the code, and I'm about to run out like it's about to blow up. And he's like, you don't have to run. You don't have to rush. You got 60 seconds <laughs> to get out. So he gave me his number, and if I needed anything to call him, um, that was great. I'm just totally just focused on myself. I blend in well with everyone. There's also a white gentleman there. I'm suspicious of the white gentleman. Um, no one else is. I am. Uh, the Spanish male made a comment about taking some supplies home, and he had earbuds in the Spanish male because I mean the white male because he looked like he was doing his homework. He takes classes, so maybe he works because he's a sub. He can do certain hours, so I'll do four hours this week, eight hours next week, or however because I'm in school, so that that works. Um, he looks like he's going for something else, whatever he's going for, either for this gentleman's job or something else. His agenda is silent, but you can tell he's what he, the information that he wants. He either wants the position, he wants something. He's, he he doesn't mind knocking anybody down to get where he wants to be. So, and he's in school. So he'll tell the Spanish lady, oh, uh, yeah, I cleaned the sink, but I didn't clean those counters. You can go do that. And she's like, well, the counters are right next to the sink. How come you didn't wipe those counters? But, you know, no one says anything. And so then, uh, you know, you'll tell them what to do. He'll like, uh. So she cleaned the sink because we're getting the classes ready for the school year come August. And there's summer school as well. So you're working around the bodies as well. So she cleaned the sink already. I even accidentally cleaned the sink because I didn't see her clean the sink. Now, he wants to go over there and clean the same sink. Five of five of us in the room. Sink or four. She said, oh, no, I just already cleaned the sink. Yeah, oh, well. And that's why he kept cleaning the sink. And then he got some little chrome polish or stainless steel polish. And he just started scrubbing because he didn't want to do anything. So he just stayed at that sink for like 10 minutes, and he just did bare, minimal, simple stuff. And I just ignore him. I don't pay attention to him. If he asks me to do something, I'll do it. He doesn't have keys. I have keys, so sometimes I have to let him in and out. But I'm cordial to everybody and polite to everybody, and I work with everybody. But a lot of little stuff that he doesn't like to do. And um, he said uh, to about the supervisor or the head of uh, whatever, the head of the head of con- what is what is uh, custodian the head custodian that um he said to me yeah he seems kind of agitated and uptight I said huh but he seems kind of agitated and uptight I said oh no uh oh and then I just went hard on walking and um that was it uh it's not that he wants you to work and then it's it's just a trip because the white man doesn't want to work work. He wants to do other stuff, learn to trade, you know, get to steal, but I don't want to work, work. So that's my workplace racism. Um, so the front, of course, I'm at a school that I used to be at. So now the front office, I hey, Miss such and such, are you coming back to be a pair? No, I never was a pair. You aren't? Oh, when are you coming back? We need you back. I was like, yeah, I was at another school for you. No, we need you back. So just that kind of stuff. So 
it's 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 tricky. Um, I'll keep you updated. I just kind of took a break from work like because I was just so drained from all the stuff. I just kind of took a break, so I didn't have all that drained energy in my calls. But um, this is my second week, yeah. Ooh, and it's not bad. It's not that heavy. It's uh, you you learn what you're doing. It's not bad to do. It's not a lot, you know. It's 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 not a lot. So uh, and it passes the time because I'm on the clock. I I look at it differently. It's not I don't care what I'm doing because I'm on the clock. It's not a tri- It's not a big deal. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, within reason. So thank you. Uh, I'll mute my line. She said, within reason. Amen. Was it a non-white person or a white person who, if I heard correctly, was talking about taking some cleaning supplies home? Spanish-speaking male that was talking about taking the cleaning supplies, and that white man looked up. (laughs) And then to make that comment... about his energy. Yeah, that. So that's all. Thank you. Fascinating. We've talked about this, you know, uh, a variety of different uh, workplace uh, settings. That is actually in the 10 stops, uh, no stealing. Uh, We talked about this. I think we had the caller. New Jersey does the delivery work and I think it was another victim was driving the truck and said, hey, got some extra steaks, filet mignon on the truck. Take them home to your lady. She said, wow, she'll be so impressed. You'll be good for the rest of the year. She said, I do not steal from my job. And, oh, man, they extra. Nobody. I do not steal from the job. I think he came back and told us about a week or so after he shared that report, uh, the job, they sent out a big announcement, called everybody together. Stealing is not tolerated. We had someone stole chicken wings from the company. That is theft of our property, and it will not be tolerated. We have GPS tracking on all of the merchandise. There is no extra. You do not take anything. If there's anything left, you bring it back here. Uh, mm-hmm. Do not steal any company property, not a pencil, not a stapler, not a slice of paper, nothing. Nothing. And you don't leave any of your property there either because you do not assume that anybody there is going to be following this code along with you. But we're not stealing anything. You leave all that up to Bernie Madoff. Uh, and and for what she said, you just heard that. And you're talking about cleaning supplies, like sponges. That's what you're talking about? Bleach? Trash bags? That's what you're talking about? <laughs> I mean, I, hey, all that stuff is valuable. Everybody needs cleaning products. Everybody needs trash bags. But I'm just saying, like, that's that's about, remember, get old Friday again. Getting That's about up there with getting fired for stealing boxes on your day off. Like, you got fired for stealing sponges and Ajax? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, woo-wee. Man. Uh, 
she said the white man's radar immediately. What? You talking about stealing the sponges? What? You know, they got cameras at a lot of schools now because of Dylan Klebold, Eric Harris. They got cameras at a lot of the schools, so they probably make sure nobody is stealing the old rough toilet paper. Make sure nobody's stealing mop heads, sponges, detergent, bleach. No taking, no stealing. That is in the 10 stops. Fully says that get a reputation in the workplace. Not stealing, not even an eraser. Nothing, nothing. Uh, She started off and she said working in education. She said, man, I've been thinking about that. Dang. They stick me with a group of white children. They do that to me. They're sitting around making racist jokes. So they call me a Negro. It's going to happen. Like I would, I'd say for everybody, but especially if you work with uh, white children, maybe even if you work with non-white children, but especially if you work with white children, it's going to happen if you work long enough. So I would already develop. This is my code. This is what I want to say. This is what I want to do based on logic, my understanding of white supremacy, racism, my personality. This is what the age group children might, you know, be some variants in terms of you're working with 11 year olds and they call you a nigger as opposed to 17 year old and they call you a nigger. But I would already think about it in your mind. Okay. Even go through some scenarios, you know, play it through in your mind. Bam, calls me a nigger. Shut up, nigger. What do I do? I don't want to respond. Want to record it? Report it immediately? Go get an administrator? Like, what do we do? What do we do? Go through That's why I say so it's not a shock, so that we're not, this is one that you probably do not want to have this just be so-called off the cuff. Already thought about it. Planned out in advance. Record, or this is what I do when this has happened. Maybe even be preemptive about it. Some folks might say, well, no, that's already putting the seed in their mind. Maybe they weren't even thinking about that. Maybe. At least you be prepared so that this is not a moment. This is, I already thought about this. I already know racist children, racist man, racist woman. They love a good nigger joke. So this is very much in the realm of possibility. Land of Oscar Grant, no less. Uh, let's see. The I love the more money. She said, I'm not sure about how I'm going to plan my academic career future. Uh, but I do want more money. Hey, be valued. They got so much of that cheating and don't want to pay you and then try and trick you into driving and doing all this old extra stuff. More money. See where the most money is and then bang, that'll help guide the decision about what you want to do. But make sure that you are valued and correctly compensated because they do so much of that just robbing and cheating us for every nickel and then want us to do all these miracles. Um, Love it as well. Uh, just, just keeping it cordial in the workplace. I'm not jumping in any old gossip and talking about other. Like, oh man, he's so rough and hard and blah, blah, blah. same thing I just said. Uh, they got the cameras here and all the rest of it. Like, mm, let me get on back on the work. <laughs> like, I don't have anything to say. I don't have anything to contribute. Like, I'm gonna get back to work. Thank you kindly. Have a great Friday. Happy Juneteenth. Bless your heart and back to work. They try and rope you into that old 
get you on some gossiping, isn't it lame? Even got the old lazy white person that it so common. The white welfare. Well, I got. I think it's a few fingerprints left on the water fountain. I, I'm gonna take this next half hour and really make this thing shine. I want it to really sparkle when these children come in here to get hydrated. So you gonna spend a a half hour on the, on the water fountain? Well, you know, we can't take you know having a a polished water fountain we can't take that too seriously you see <laughs> like we got what kind of old lazy fella he and he gonna sit over there and, and, and he didn't even polish the water fountain he just i'm gonna just clean this one spot Whew, i don't want to do too much hard work man <laughs> see if we can put that off on jamal make him do it <laughs> like man man and see see how much of that you got you got old awol annie had that one got incompetent carrie this fella doesn't want to do it I, how much of that do we have on the plantation? White people just figuring out creative ways. I'm going to get this old clipboard here. Get me a cup of coffee. And, uh, yeah. Hey, look, we had a caller at the courthouse. Told us they hired an old white woman. Said she didn't know how to use or do Adobe Photoshop. And some of the other programs said, hey, if, if one of you children wouldn't mind staying after school a little while and help her figure out how to use the Photoshop program, we sure would appreciate it. So what you what how do you have all these old incompetent white people on the job and they sit around and don't do nothing and get paid some of them even sit around and are drunk at work and don't nobody get fired reprimanded suspended nothing chilling what does it mean to be white they remember they had uh bay area mom she was out there with the little non-white child they're going through the trash and everything and they get locked out of the school they don't even have the decency to make sure they don't get locked out yes they're they are little resident raccoons <laughs> coon raccoon <laughs> they don't even do that lame through and through man lame through and through but keep it cordial in the workplace cordial in the workplace can't emphasize that enough keep it cordial in the workplace professional courtesy uh number again 605 313-5164-decode-564-943-pound. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. Other folks, commentary to share, star 61, the email untiljustice at gmail.com, untiljustice at gmail.com. Again, if you are spectating, do not wait until the very end. Again, you might have commentary that provokes thought. Someone might, you know, have something that they want to add. At least give them an opportunity to add on to what you share. Uh, let's see. Greetings, everyone. Retired firefighter with us as well. Yes, uh, I uh, have uh, two reports. I'll start with the... Uh, what I deem is the lesser important one. Uh, basically, it's a, it's an observation uh, about uh, codification on one's job. Uh, I uh, go to a grocery store. When I do go grocery shopping, I go to a grocery store uh, that's outside. Gardens area, 
from where I live at uh, to a grocery store by the name of Publix. Uh, and, uh, uh, basically, uh, the, the most talking I do to an employee is, is, uh, at the cash register. Uh, at this particular Publix, uh, they have what I have identified as, as a, uh, oral survey. <laughs> the, the, from the cashier asking you questions such as, uh, is everything, is there, did you find everything, uh, uh, at the, uh, at the store or, uh, just asking questions that I really don't want to answer. Uh, just want to, you know, uh, see that my groceries are bagged and leave the store after I, uh, pay for the items. Uh, I've mentioned this before on the program about some of the, uh, identifications that are addressed to me by the cashiers, uh, boss, dog. This particular time it was king. And, uh, you know, I briefly thought about it. You know, as far as the history of royalty and uh, how most of the kings that I know about were murderers, murdered multitudes of people. So, uh, so the identification is not something that I want to be identified with. Uh, matter of fact, the uh, the uh, one that came on television a few months ago, uh, the the person. Uh, had a sword, had a sword on as he was being elevated to the status of a king. And I know they didn't use that sword to cut their meat. <laughs> but, uh, something that's not constructive is what I'm saying. Uh, I probably would, the next time I'm confronted with it, to, would, all, would also adjust my code to not say anything because I did mention to the person that I did not like to be identified as a king. And he went on, he went on about it by saying something that uh, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to, you know, during this brief moment of time. So I shouldn't have said anything. Probably the only thing I should say if someone uh, addresses me by saying hello, that I say hello or greetings and whatnot and keep it moving uh, with that. But uh, the second report, uh, City of Miami Gardens, I brought it up on the program before uh, by me traveling around the city and seeing uh, the different roads, roadways that are being worked on by people, you know, who are dressed up like they're doing some kind of constructive work. And plus there's pipings, you know, that's underneath the uh, the roadways and whatnot. And when I mentioned it before, I noticed that I didn't see any non-white people who are racially classified as black. Uh, and we're talking about a city that is something like in the 70, 70 percentile of uh, black citizens in that area. 
uh, I was happy to see a different view this particular time a couple of days ago on two of the most major streets in the city of Miami Gardens, 199th Street, Northwest 199th Street, and Northwest 27th Avenue. Uh, both of those streets lead into uh, the stadium where the Miami Dolphins play at. Uh, so it's you know, very popular roadways and thousands of people uh, drive their cars and walk up and down that th- those streets. And uh, I was uh, glad to see that all of the workers that I saw a couple of days ago were black males. I had a chance to talk to one of them. He happens to be, be one of the mentors with the DCS program. Uh, and uh the, the job has an overall term that is identified as public works. It's public works. They had it on, on their, their, their uh, Flor- Florence shirts. Uh, you know, Florence so safety so you can be seen at night uh, on the roadways. Uh, so uh, I was glad to see that. Uh, I, one, more, one more observation that I had also while I was in the weight room, uh, in came the uh, quote-unquote police explorers, which is not necessarily employment, but it's, it's actually it's a stepping stone for employment into law enforcement of that particular city or town or county, that sort of thing. And uh, I would say just about all of the, uh, all the, uh, the young people were uh, non-white, non-white, black, male, male and female, uh, as well as the uh, supervisors slash instructors. I'm pretty sure they were sworn, quote-unquote, sworn officers uh, uh, that was in there. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, those, those are my observations. Uh, matter of fact, the crime rate has went down uh, considerably in the city of Miami Gardens uh, since uh, the particular political administration has been been uh, in, and I happen to know the uh, the mayor because I coached with him for about three or four years. Uh, so he's doing a decent job as far as uh, looking out in that way uh, when it comes to uh, law enforcement dealing with the uh, the people in the uh, city of Miami Gardens. But uh, that's all I have to say, and thanks for listening. Right on, retired firefighter, black male privilege in South, excuse me, the king of South Florida. Got a little black male privilege. They got the black people and taking over the, the jobs out doing the city works in South Florida. And they're not calling him names and coon and all the rest of it. He is addressed as our king, our black king, and our Negro boss of South Florida. Like, uh, I don't know, they use a lot of those old slang titles, boss, and all the rest of it. Sir, man, bag, you can even leave all that. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you. Evening. That That would be totally fine. We can leave like, all... I, I don't see a whole lot of talking. Yeah. I don't see a whole lot of talking that needs that's necessary in the uh, in the uh, the uh, cashier's line. Matter of fact, there's another Publix that I go to sometimes 
where they don't they don't they don't give a uh, oral survey, and that's the one where the majority of the customers are black. You know, they get you in and get you out, and you know the cashier may say hello, or you say hello to them and they respond, and that's it. But this it, it probably is only this particular Publix that has this, and it's it's sort of aggravating, actually, because you don't want to purposely ignore anybody. But, you know, what else are you going to have as far as the codification? When somebody's asking you things like, is everything all right? <laughs> I mean, literally, that, that's, that's a question. Is everything all right? <laughs> you know, and, uh, and I'm not good at not telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. No, everything is not all right. <laughs> but you don't have time for that in, in, a, in, a, in a line, you know, a grocery store line. But, yeah, amazing. They will get you in the uh, grocery store, all that, or in many, not just the grocery store, but in many types of settings like that, not just with the kind of slang greetings that I think sometimes there's some racism in that and how they address individuals who are classified as black as opposed to how they address a white person, um, depending sometimes, but just the time wasting, I definitely appreciate and think many people can appreciate um, just can we get our goodies broccoli brussels sprouts get out of here as soon as possible I think he said they don't do the uh, I never even heard that before the oral survey they don't do that at the other stores I know the stores that I frequently shop at if they do give a survey, it's uh, something you can fill out on your phone or online or whatever when you leave and they give you a little coupon or discount or whatever if you fill it out when you come to shop next time. But I mean, let's just get in and out. I was thinking we were going to get some awesome, he got awesome service from a black person. They really hooked it up and uh, eh, just some whole nonsense and maybe discourtesy. I don't know. That's, you know, I don't, I don't, would not be elated if someone hey my king my boss august like eh, eh. the bosses on this year plantation are classified as white and for sure not the boss but that also to be expected in this here system uh he said to keep it pushing just let me get myself on out of here do 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 um much obliged uh, retired firefighter. Uh, make sure I give out the number again. 605-313-5164. The code 564-9. Star six one, if you would like to participate, email untiljustice at gmail dot com. Let's see, other folks who have commentary thoughts to add. Again, if you have your uh, Juneteenth situation, let us know. 
uh, jokes, snide remarks, or if they had those parties and that sort of thing, uh, if they made you participate. I guess even we're close enough to July 4th, sometimes they just have like a, a general summer jamboree in the workplace. I've had to attend some of those myself over the years. Uh, that'll be kind of a before July 4th or in conjunction with July 4th, we go out and barbecue and do like softball and that sort of thing. I would have the same rules would apply for the winter Christmas party and all the rest of it. I'm going to hang out 30 minutes, no alcohol. See if you can bring someone. If it's a got to bring someone else or open to bring other people, see if you can bring your partner, attempted wife, husband, spouse, whatever, bring them sibling, even bring them. They're sober. That way you have an additional witness and you have easy reason to escape once you have done your, you say 30 minutes, an hour, however long you're going to stay, vamoose. Same recommendation and sober. People sometimes do really, I mean, people are drunk at work sometimes. That's what we heard from a young lady who wrote in, man, now we're out at the park or at the beach or wherever they have these, you know, summertime events at. Oh, man, they really cut a fool. So you be sober and alert uh, about potential, you know, unprofessional conduct shenanigans at the workplace barbecue or whatever they call it. Uh, They had a report in the Washington Post this week, uh, right up our alley metaphor. Uh, I was titled work advice, the unwritten workplace rules. We wish someone had told us Uh, this is the sort of thing I think is important. Just uh, we have lots of folks who either retired firefighter mentioned, mentioned the mentor program, Others who have offspring, uh, maybe even you're an educator, talking to your young folks. And it's summertime, right? Summer jobs and all that good stuff. Making sure you we talk to them about the labor experience, what to expect on the job, uh, the importance of self-respect in the workplace uh, so that they can recognize when incorrect things are happening. And even have some strategies, just the way, same way that we talked about in terms of if you're called Negra in the workplace, now you have some strategies, what to do, what not to do in the workplace when that comes up, even to be thinking, this is something that you may have to, do, to deal with. Wage theft in the workplace might have to deal with it. Just on and on. They might dump a wheelbarrow of dirty pennies on your lawn. Might be something you have to deal with talk to them that's the spirit of this report uh short so i thought oh wow and some of these are pretty good so i thought i'd read some uh in response to a recent query about unwritten workplace rules here are some of the best tips i received from new workers and people who train them dress conservatively until you know what is considered suitable regulate your language likewise Act after acting the button-down formality of the interview process, don't get too comfortable too quickly in your attire or your attitude. After four years of emailing and texting with professors almost as if they were peers, I found myself being too informal when sending emails or speaking during client calls. Christina Sabia, a new employee of New York-based communications agency Mike Worldwide, said in an email, By observing and seeking advice from more experienced colleagues, Sabia has started using 
positive, neutral language in a collective tone of voice with clients saying, we, our, and our team instead of I and my. Pay attention to whether your colleagues typically address clients with honorifics and surnames or just first names and never presume to use a nickname unless your client or colleague uses it first in their signature or self-introduction great one and we should have that same expectation that's why I say we always refer to people by their name if you all use first names in your workplace great but otherwise last name sir ma'am all the time professional no nicknames and you expect the same in kind next it's okay to question management but know that people don't want criticism from day one you may be bursting with ideas on better processes or new tools that your employer should adopt to be more efficient and productive but learn the reason for the current approach before you offer what you assume are new solutions remember they may have been tried before and not worked out said Van Himmel of Fairfax in an email later on don't assume prior experience applies to your current situation when I changed jobs in mid-career I was careful to ask my supervisor in my old job I would handle a situation or personnel issue this way is that how it's handled here said Kathy Larson of Columbia Maryland in an email that I like because you get to stay in the question lane not making an assumption and you're open to learning there may be new approaches or different ways of thinking about handling a situation next build up your professional capital early in school you may have grown accustomed to completing your assignments and collecting grades automatically with no need to strive for extra credit in most workplaces that gets you a C at best while you want to avoid being taken advantage of or doing unpaid work there will be times when staying late or going beyond the job description can pay off well Lauren Milligan career advancement coach and founder of Rezu May Day said in an email when your assignment is done never watch someone else work even if you don't know how to help ask Janet Gannon of Brunswick Georgia advises her internship bound students next one I'd rather answer 10 clarification questions up front than hear oh I wasn't sure now this one I thought was pretty good you might hate seeming as though you don't know what you're doing but according to managers I heard from even dumb questions in quotes are better than wrong guesses listen to the instructions give it a shot but then ask before you reach the point of no return that I like especially ask before you reach the point of no return now I will add we have heard from victims of racism who have said they have been in work situations where they have asked these type of questions before the point of no return and sometimes the race soldier would get angry stop asking all these questions stop trying to get clarification like what <laughs> what you do not want me to clarify things you want me to be confused yes now stop asking all these questions now even that's important write that down don't try to clarify things nigra 
we have had that and we've even occasionally had folks who said that either their white colleagues get upset about questions being asked and or they don't answer the questions either way I would ask I think that's a great one but again system of racism white supremacy non-white people their questions are not always answered and are not always responded to in a positive manner the previous as well about going up uh, I guess with this going above and beyond the call of duty that one I would also slight caveat or just additional thought the system of white supremacy racism non-white people and especially if you're classified as black are frequently required to go above and beyond the call of duty without being compensated and to do all this old extra work uh, even Bay Area mom telling us about you know hey you, you think you could go pick up this student oh I don't know if we will be able to give you gas money but you know if you could get these students maybe drop them off and they always do that old stuff so that one I'm cautious about we frequently will do a lot to build up what they call professional capital and then it never pays off they go and get old AWOL Annie and incompetent Carrie and all these old lame unqualified people who are classified as white and they even without the professional capital they get the jobs and promotions and all the rest while we we just got all this imaginary capital that gets us nothing seen that happen a lot so that another one I would yeah yeah slight warning on that one but I can at least see a bit of logic with it they go on to give some more excuses but I'm always a big advocate of asking questions uh, as their better way of doing things and then the clarification huge huge advocate of asking questions in the workplace and even the dressing conservatively we've talked about that one before as well even talked about that with hair no you know attention grabbing colors right it's summertime we're going into warm weather even now calm all those colors down you can save your explosive color wheel and pull out all your pastels and everything else save that for the weekend when you are not on the clock at work super what we call prudish they say conservative see you got conservative dress and then sometimes as opposed to saying racist they'll say we got these old conservatives and right wingers see conservative dress uh, meaning that as I said we're not trying to show all the flesh for the ladies or the guys right in the workplace not trying to show all the tattoos all over your body everything real low key for the workplace alrighty let's see number again 605-313-5164 the code 564-943-POUND press star 61 if you would like to participate uh, number again 605-313-5164 the code 564-943-POUND press star 61 if you would like to participate we'll see if other folks have commentary uh, let's see See if folks are spectating we'll give folks like five minutes five minutes see if they have 
commentary, additional thoughts, observations they would like to share, uh, we will be here Saturday, compensatory call in 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we'll catch up on what has transpired over the last seven days. Whew, try to make sense of, uh, man, it was, they had the Juneteenth celebrations where they had all the shootings and such that happened across the U.S. Uh, in addition to number of other important events U.S. worldwide. We'll catch up tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And then we will be here on Monday, Chicago specifically. We just had uh, Dr. Erica Jackson, suspected race soldier, with us Wednesday. Uh, we're talking about racism and what it means to be white in Chicago. We will return to Illinois on Monday. Dr. Welsing, Lauren Crest Love, uh, Mayor Harold Washington, Obezy, so much about uh, the city of Chicago. Uh, we will return on Monday, normal time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, Monday evening. And then we'll be here next Wednesday as well. We'll have time to chat about all that uh, in the coming days. But Saturday, break on Sunday, and then Monday as well. Uh, stay tuned. We shall be here. Man, uh, and even more uh, information with Columbine to come as well. We had extra guests today, second program of the day, no less, and then uh, additional guests earlier in the week. We should have more to come. Can only say, man, researching, researching not just what happens with regards to labor, your field specifically, and then trends labor in general, uh, but then just researching, really being curious uh, about things that happen throughout the world in the system of racism, white supremacy. Race soldiers do not want us to be informed, aware, and looking for accurate information about what is happening in the world so we can use that to help us solve this problem. All of that works against the way we are supposed to function as victims. And can't say it enough, particularly for the workplace. Man, be in always. You should, <clears throat> anytime you get ready to take a job, <clears throat> do a little research. See, have they had problems with racism, retaliation, pollution, OSHA? Who knows? Wage theft? Who knows? Investigate. Even see if you can talk to employees. They got so many forums online and such. You can investigate, even hear what people who used to work there have to say. Did they say that they were well-trained and this helped advance their career? And the time that they were there, they learned a lot. They were valued. Safe working environment at minimum. Going to be problems everywhere, right? But I mean, <clears throat> what do they have to say about their time there? All of that, or at least I'll say it this way, I think most of us would benefit the more of that information you can have in advance so that we are not coming from a position of being stunned and what? What? How long has the asbestos been here? And that sort of thing where you, much of that information as you can have up front puts you in a better position. So you can already be thinking whatever the problem, if it's racism, wage theft, let me know all of that up front. Like what? You got ready to leave and they dumped a wheelbarrow of pennies on you. Like what? Dang, okay, so let me see what I can do in advance to cut that off, get my compensation, and all the rest of like, okay, let me know that in advance.
be informed so we can make great decisions. That's at least the thinking, logic behind all of that. Any hoodles? Uh, let's see. Um, we'll see if other folks have any commentary or the commentary or they are spectating. Let us see. We have our caller at the courthouse with us as well. And we'll nab other folks if I see other hands also if they have observations, commentary on the workplace and or Juneteenth jamborees as well. Let's see. Uh, woke baby Mama C non Clemson dad also in the building. Uh, look for other hands as well. Uh, can I be here? Yes, sir. Uh, evening, all. I hope everyone is having a wonderful, wonderful day to the best of their ability. Um, I had a couple of comments. Um, you know, especially the one about the pennies and the guy. You know, being having to pay the thirty-nine thousand dollars in back pay is interesting. For all intents and purposes, that also shows that you know um, that person stole wages. Now, if regular people steal wages, white or black. Um, in any capacity or still money from a business, for example, that person gets brought up on criminal charges, uh, felony charges, and of course, they face the potential for jail. But it seems that as a business, if a person in a business makes a decision to steal money from their workers in any capacity at most, even though they might have to pay back um, the wages, it is not seen as a criminal offense, which is very interesting. And then um, um, last, I think it was this past Monday, I was interviewed by high school students about, you know, being a planner and an engineer. I, it was a high school from, this, uh, from a different part of the state where they were trying to introduce uh, high school students to um, different career paths in um, engineering and planning. And, um, you know, the interview for the most part went just fine, but the teacher that was, um, you know, escorting the kids around, helping them with their interviews, asked me about my name. And for those calculus listeners that might not know, you know, my name is of Nigerian descent. Um, so, you know, he's asked um, the person who's the teacher is asking about my name. And, you know, I just say, yeah, it's um, from where from, it's Nigerian. Um, in that moment, I was annoyed. So, Earlier this week, you know, I told my wife about it, and I said to her, next time someone asks me about my name in any capacity, I will simply respond, I prefer not to answer the question. But my wife responded, that is confrontational. So she said instead, I should either say I'm from New York City, which is where I was born and raised, or maybe I should just stay um, from where I currently live right now in South Carolina and just be done with it. And as they continue to um, ask the question based on what they think about my name, just either keep answering the same thing, even if they don't care much for the answer. But um, I don't think it's confrontational, um, even though um, I personally think it's confrontational for them to ask you about my name, because, you know, anyone who has a very um, a non-American sounding name, well, you can't really be from here, even though I can't think of a single white person that's from America. Um, but maybe it's me. And with that, I'll mute my line. Mm. I could definitely see how a race soldier could take that as we got this old uppity nigra coming in and tell us that he's not going to answer my question. What? what this. 
we got this old nigger boy gonna come and I asked him where he was from and he gonna tell me I'd prefer not to answer the question what I will chop your penis off what I'm just I could totally see how a race soldier like you are out of your cotton picking mind and I mean literally you are out of your cotton picking mind like who do you think you are what 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 Ben Tillman is rolling over in his grave I could particularly in a workplace context like oh my god lynch this nigger right now uh I do like the New York I totally feel him where he said it shouldn't be confrontational but whew, man racists are not logical uh, I do think the I was born in New York I think that would probably be received much better now and, and just stick with that well wait where were you really from I was born in New York hmm well wh- where were your parents from I was born in New York I was grew up in New York uh, your parents were born here too I grew up in New York Hmm. Or you can even interrupt quickly. Where were you born? Oh, okay. Let's get back to the tour. What? Nigger, I wasn't finished trying to get these old sneaky Nigerians got over in here. And now you're going to be uppity and not answer my questions. I said that about those names, man. They get you. He said, I think he told us last week, he said, uh, the fella came in on the job and said, hmm, where you got that? No- oh, one of the niggers we let in from the continent. Let me tell you about the time. I went over to the continent and I taught them how to spell. Mm, mm, mm. They were so appreciative. Taught them about democracy. They didn't even know how to spell democracy. Here we go. Here we go. Every time, every that's what every conversation once it deviates from the workplace. Oh man, T minus five, four, three, tackiness and the racism is a coming. But yeah, I would have to develop a code on that quickly. Like, alrighty, we are not. This is not going to be opportunity for me to tell a racist joke. How many times we went to Madagascar? What I think about Negras, Nelson Mandela, nothing else. Like. <laughs> Let's just get back to the workplace. Thank you. I was born in New York. 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 And all of that, by the way, probably will have the same effect. Uppity Negra. Didn't even answer my question. <laughs> Woo. Man. Let's see. If, if folks have a better suggestion, right? If you have a name that is curious where they might want to come wow did your parents name you that in honor of Juneteenth and the Negro struggle if you have figured out a code to intercept all of that so you don't have to have that conversation every time you meet someone white uh, or if you you know have a name also then it's a whoa where were you born that's your people over suffering in the Sudan right now, like all of that. And, and let's and, and. let us know the number six zero five three one three five one six four. The code five six four nine 
four three pound. Press star six one if you would like to participate. I guess incidentally, if you don't think white people would be upset about what he just said, he said his response that he figured out was I'd prefer not to answer that question. If you think white people just hmm okay, it's two thousand twenty three. I voted for Obama right on man and move on if you think you know that that would probably be a lot of what he would get you can let us know that too because that might be the easiest way to just hey chop it at the knees move on to the next discussion let's see folks that we missed totally uh, 9029 and our caller in Florida at the courthouse with us as well folks have thoughts may I be heard yes sir uh, greetings, Gus. Greetings, callers and listeners. Um, I, I do think one of the, the trickiest things is maintaining that distance at work. And when I say that, I mean really making sure that the people that are classified as white respect your space and try and don't impede on it. And um, I, I had a, and I'll just give a slight example. I had somebody at work white male that would come around and walk behind us while we're working on our computers. And he would stand like at my cubicle and look at my screen. Like he, I, like he would ask me a question and then look and stare at my screen, what we would call um, in the IT world, we call that shoulder surfing. You know, like, cause you could find out a lot about a person just by looking at what they have on their screen. And I made sure every time he came around, I had work going, I had tea there, there were no pictures of my family, there's no pictures of anything except for work. And it got to a point where he, I don't know what it was, he started bringing food from his home to the office to share with me and two other coworkers and I mean, I mean, it's not like he's bringing good food either. This is like a white, older white male. He's bringing like pork, um, beef, lamb chops. I'm like, man, get this crap off my table, man. And I just took it. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would take it and walk into the pantry and dump it right in the garbage. Like, I'm not eating anything from you. I don't even know who you are. You know, the other non-white males would eat it. And I just, you know, to each his own. I didn't judge them. But I think after a while, he started noticing that I wouldn't turn around, I wouldn't engage him, and just my energy in general, my space, the looks I've given, straight, direct answers, no, as you would say, pussyfooting, and that that kind of stopped all those interactions where he would felt comfortable coming and talking to me, and then he would only talk to the other two non-white males that were next to me. And that's when I felt good. That's when I knew whatever <laughs> I accomplished one of my goals. Let's just say that. So that's um, one of the ways that I did it. I just was very straightforward and direct about everything and made sure I, he understand that there's some distance between us. Um, commentary as far as Juneteenth, I did have an event. I had um, Dr. Shannon Swan um, from the book Countdown um have an event and have her join 
and it was it was very successful. People asked questions. Everybody was intrigued by her her work. Very fast, you know. And and one of the things that I didn't realize Dr. Swan spoke about, and this is something to to probably I'm going to dive further in in her book. She references another professor that deals with etymology, basically how your genes, if they faced trauma in the past, they can reduplicate into your children, and your children have that trauma, and it not only alters their their genes, I mean, sorry, it does alter their genes and alters their DNA, and if it's never treated or never dealt with, it just keeps going on from the next generation to the next generation. And this, this survey or this, this research was done by a professor on Jewish slave, Jewish um, Holocaust. And I thought it was fascinating because that's Jewish Holocaust. You can only imagine the damage it has done to us on the gene, uh, on the gene level, on DNA level. Um, so the, 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 the whole, the whole entire event went without a hinge. It was very good. Um, the last thing I'll say today, we did have an event for Juneteenth, and I tend to um, I tend to stay back and listen to what people have to say. This time, I asked a question of the black. I just asked, "What is the definition of racism?" I could not get one clear definition. I got the same old. You know, we do it to each other and we face racism with each other and you know how, and it kind of, I don't know, just uh, left a little bitter taste in my mouth for the end of the week. I didn't really want to hear that, but I asked the question, so I had to be ready to deal with the consequences of it henceforth. Um, but that's that's pretty much uh, everything uh, lumped up. And I will say this, I... Um, did move into a different department, and now I actually get to work remotely as opposed to being in the office with that weird pardon, weird white male shoulder surfing me while I'm working. You know, but that said, I'll mute my line. Peace. Fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, wow. Uh I guess one, the shoulder surfing, as he, as he called it. There, we've heard so many different reports of individuals classified as white in work capacity, sometimes supervisors, sometimes peers, whatever. And they come and do that. Want to come and eavesdrop. Who are you talking? You on the phone? What, what, what are you talking about? What are you working on? And you can, they just look. No, like you said, let me see what you got on your screen. Let's see. Let's, uh-huh. And that's sort of, and sometimes they just want to exercise their dominance, try to get you uncomfortable, get you to adjust, get us all nervous and all the rest of it. Sometimes it's just, you know, study, see and make sure they're on task, all the rest of it. The food component of it, like you said, hey, I'm serious. I don't have IG and TikTok videos all over my computer. I'm on task. I don't know what would prompt from that to, oh man, we had some leftover liver and onions. So 
I brought you a, you know, little plate extra. You can have that in for lunch. You looked a little hungry. And, oh, man, you know, we got some roasted goat innards. You know, brought that for you. Go ahead and have a little teaspoon of that. Like, come on. I mean, even if it was gourmet, best of the best, in the trash. Love it also. Well, I don't love it, but I mean, hey, that's super codified. Uh, he said there's another victim. He bring hey, got extra pork chop sandwich for you too. <sighs> love it. I'm so hungry. Victims guaranteed qualified. You're not over calling him name. You dumb Sambo coon. And you eating all that poison. <laughs> victims guaranteed qualified I'm just going to control what I put in my mouth at least I'll set the example because I think we've heard that before where some people have said they didn't eat and then way down the road some of the other victims thought "Mm, I see why you turned down the pork chop sandwich I'm going to start saying no too (laughs) like we've, we've heard that so you can just model correct behavior, zip it, no judgment. That's another one. Thank white Jesus. Uh, could be me. Ooh. Ooh. Anywho, and see that right there. See, I'm a kindly white man. Bring your sandwich. I look out for my niggers. Like, are you serious? The. Oh, we had Shauna Swan on Epigenetics. We read that book book club right in with current events read that I believe we read that right uh, after we read Shaft unless my memory is bad end of 2021 right in the middle of the the Rona and even that in a workplace setting to have Shana Swan come wow I mean contrast that we had folks who wrote in and told us they had Negro History Month and they had Angie Thomas, victim of racism. Come tell us about the hate you give. They had, now I don't know if that's for pride or just it happened to be for June. They get Dr. Shauna Swan. Come tell us about Countdown, White Genetic Annihilation. Epigenetics is a part of that. She has a whole section uh, in the book where she talks about epigenetics and the impact of trauma on producing children procreation um this chapter eight the long reach of exposures reproductive ripple effects i suspect some of that study about the jews and what have you is might be in this chapter as well that we read in the book of what i said before reading is more important than watching television particularly non-fiction that's what white people are reading any hoodles uh, much obliged good sir uh, sounded like he was saying cut that the knees white people respect at some level personal space in the workplace uh, I've at least seen at times where if you say something if you verbalize you make it plain workplace boundaries please don't hug me Uh, Please don't touch me, that sort of thing in the workplace. Please call me by my correct name or, you know, I don't want to have dialogue about my name in the workplace. Thank you kindly. Yes, there are some folks. Yes, that is true. Not always. 
we have had folks who've contested all of that too. We've had folks who even, even the hug, like, Hey, I don't want to be hugged. And I'm like, I insist nigga. You don't tell me I can't hug you. I hug a nigga whenever I want to. We've had that too. So, much obliged. Good, sir. Uh, if we have other folks, if you have thoughts on dealing with the name issue, how to diffuse that immediately, do you, Hey, just tell them, I don't, I don't want to have any discussion about that. I'd prefer to avoid that. Thank you. If you think you can just do that now without any new problems, let us know if you have maybe different suggestion for how you would handle that, your own situation or others. If we missed you totally proceed. May I be heard? Caller in Florida. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Greetings to Gus, the host, the listeners and callers. Uh, I had some reports I'd like to share. Um, On the first one, I wanted to start out with uh, the black male that transferred from the uh, child support area to the front counter where uh, the department that I work in is located. I think he, (laughs) he may not be satisfied with it so far, but I'm still trying to pay attention. And like I mentioned, there's a white woman that occupies the same area, the same, the same front counter area. And they used to be, uh, sexually involved with each other. And I don't know how this came about, but that's what has been, that's what has been reported to me. Um, and one of the clique members, uh, like I mentioned, has moved to the juvenile area, but there are at least three more click gang white women that work around this black male. Uh, and the supervisor, a white woman, this is the same white woman for context. She had a sign that says you are a queen, right? I think I said that and she moved it after I had asked her about it. I don't see it no more. So she, I, I got another report a victim overheard a conversation uh, between uh, my white supervisor and other high-ranking white people about this black male being transferred over to where uh, the apartment I work for is located. And she is reported to have said, well, nobody told me. I just got email and he's going to start over or something like that about the checklist. So he is very malicious and uh, she is a racist suspect. Um, and another white woman said that she has favorites. That's the time she used favorites. All right. And I want on my next one, the white woman that was, in that relationship with the black male, <laughs> she's with another black male now, but I still think he practices racism. 
in the unjust network and in their chats that they have. She was seen in front of the courthouse shoving off the black male she's currently with like she didn't want to be seen with him, right? So now the Polk County white woman, she was not pleased with the black male coming in with her brown skin offspring. Now this other white woman didn't want to be seen and at least that's my conclusion. He didn't want to be seen that she's, I guess, quote unquote, dating this new black male. So um, a lot of the area ate right there. Uh, my next one is another white woman that came from the newer courthouse has been, I guess, stressed out about being in the probate in the state area. Um, said to a victim that she thinks she's being set up. And, you know, I just laughed at that one because in nine or 10 years of her being there, she has at least worked in four different positions, right? And this recent one, I think I said this before, she was like, oh, you know, they, they didn't even have to interview me. Uh, I just, I just got the job and, you know, next day I was over here, like the usual bragging and the entitlement. Okay. Now I expect that for them to speak that way. It's the same one, woman saying she thinks she's being set up because she's uh, losing all kinds of documents. This is people of states, heirs to property, you know, real serious stuff, wills, probates. So a white woman. Uh, that just quit after 30 something years. She only had like maybe two weeks, I guess, to train this newer white woman. So I guess it hasn't really caught on to her about this probate thing. Um, I have only two more, a black female, the same black female that was death on the father of her, I think, yeah, second oldest offspring. Uh, she was asked by a click member about did she take pictures on a cruise? I don't know if it was a Disney cruise ever that she went on. Um, and I think they're doing that just to, to pretend, of course. Uh, and she was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I took pictures and I'll post them on the I'll post them on the group chat this weekend." So that that was the conversation that I just happened to hear. Um, but she's blocked these click white women on the social media. You know, this isn't her words, but yet you're uh, speaking and communicating with the same white women on your phone, but that's stigma racism. So I don't really get into talking to them about that. I just uh, maintain professionalism. And I just do my work. Uh, and I wanted to mention two metaphors that was used by a white man. And he loved, he, he, it just seems like he really is fascinated with this type of word, like wording. So I think I mentioned this one about a Les Brown, a black person. He said something about uh, 
motivational speaker Les Brown says when he gets knocked down on his back, he said he can he knows that he can still look up and if he can look up he can give up. That was one. And the next one was on a recent newsletter where it says at the bottom in quotes, he says, um, you know, you have to make sure how are you gonna you have to risk progress or something like that. Progress is at risk because you can't steal second if you can't get your foot off a third. So that's that's another one I wanted to uh, share with you and the listeners, Gus. And I am good to go. And thanks for allowing me to share. They got all these old baseball metaphors. Like what? I don't even. We don't play baseball, man. Like uh, the Florida Marlins, that's a long way away from where we are. We don't, I don't think they have a baseball team in North Florida. The Marlins, yeah, that's that's South Florida. Tampa Bay, Delaware, that's South, or at least Middle, that's not North Florida. Yeah, get out of here. Maybe you're talking about, Dr. Wellesley did say keep your eyes on the ball game. But, and then they got some old stealing. What do you mean stealing? Come on. Come on. Got their old talk. He couldn't even give some citrus metaphor. It's it's the citrus orange state. And you, you couldn't give us some orangey metaphor. Put some citrus in your life and vitamin C it up for the summer. Nah, nah, nah. We're going to talk about stealing bases. Yes. Ball game. The gotten, I said before, the gossip that is so prevalent in the workplace and so that's what we got. Who's having an affair? Which employee do you think they? Ooh, ooh. That's also why I say no sexual intercourse. People that you work with, we talked about this before. I mean, I, if the person is just the most amazing individual you've ever seen in life, man, that would have to be the most codified and temporary arrangement ever. But generally speaking, nah, I'm good. And I mean, oh my God, I can't even imagine. So you have sex, white woman, black man. I mean, that's like the worst of the worst. So you have sex and then they're, what? <laughs> then you move and switch up and get a different, like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Horrible all the way around. Um, that, man, horrible all the way around. I think he'd even said before, like, uh, there was some petting and feeling black male and a white woman in the workplace like Jesus Lord have a get a room for reals like get a room you do not want to be doing that and who knows who's watching and all the rest of it. it oh God just does not get any better than tacky and I can pretty much guarantee you as a black person that is not putting you in position to get the raise uh, you hanging out with a white woman after hours in quote that is not building up your you know career cachet as they say um even some black males got fired for that one that i can think of where that was such a you know ooh, 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 repulsive ooh. and the white woman she's so informed about this she knows he said one of the other click members uh think she retired she made it known coming here with all these little mulatto children oh Oh, I could vomit. Oh, oh, got oh, nigger children to take it over the courthouse. Oh, oh, 
And she said, she said, oh, okay, okay, I'm staying in good standing with the fellow wife. Get out of here, Leroy. Get, get, get out of here. Get out. Get out. Oh. She said, I thought we would get, get back away. Get, get away. I've heard all that before now. He said that's just his interpretation. Could be wrong. Maybe. Maybe he missed it. Maybe it was a miscommunication. Who knows? But I've heard that before. Generate, and I mean all the way around. White man, black female, non-white female, white woman, non-white female. Like, all right, we can have sexual intercourse, maybe even produce offspring. But once the sun comes up, whoa, 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 nigga, get on with it. Whoa, 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 get on away from around there. Uh, I, I, you know, we'll talk late, way late, midnight. Sun goes down. You know, then we can talk in code. But I mean, you talk about codified, like man. We can pass in the street for years and never even say a word. And then we ready to throw down once, you know, in cactus. It doesn't, doesn't get any better than, t- I mean, oh, tacky of the tack. If you can do all that, we can at least speak in public. Right? <laughs> Got it. Got it. Uh, let's see got the white people they brag about it it's supposed to be equal protection under the law 14th amendment they don't say that they say I have favorites what does that mean you have favorites when it's time for the promotion when it's time for the raise time to give out assignments do you have favorites then Jesus and they say they see this in the quarter again if we were talking about Carl Jr or White Castle. I understand that. You got favorites. Maybe your your favorite, they get the best shift. They get to work the register. The people that you are your least favorite, they're stuck back here, you know, on the french fries. They got to do the chicken nuggets, get splashed with grease in it. I, I got that. This is the courthouse, man. And, and favorites, you having favorites, is that why? You have white people who can come around and brag. I didn't even do the interview process. What? What do you mean you didn't do the interview process? If that, hey, I got cousins. Can Leroy, can he get a job? At least get an interview. How about that? At least get an interview. Brad, and he, he said before, the white woman... She said, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to do the interview, but I'm going to get my toes down. Why? Don't think, you know, you're going to mess up my day. Have me waste my whole afternoon, come fiddle around with the interview. I'm going to get my toes done. You ask whatever questions while I'm getting my French manicure because I'm going to style for the summertime. Now, come on. Come on. Brag. Come on. Brag. I didn't even do the interview. And then, you know, I think they're trying to sabotage me. You shouldn't even have this job. Jesus Christ. Is this... Don't let this be the same white woman. You couldn't even use the Adobe Photoshop, man. They had to go and send emails to try to get you remedial help so you could do your job. And man, you're going to say they're trying to Sabbath? You should be fired, man. What are you talking about? And then, then that's what I mean. Affirmative action. That right there. I get a job. No interview. I'm losing files left and right. Same thing. It maybe wouldn't be a big deal. 
You overcooked the chicken nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. You lost a will. You misplaced a deed. Come on, man. That affirmative action. That should be it every time. It shouldn't even take a second. It shouldn't be one second of that coon Clarence Thomas. I am qualified. Wrong, 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 wrong. Anytime. Affirmative. Hillary Clinton. That white heifer who had the uh, pedicure doing the interview. The white heifer we had to go and get the. She's going to need a little hand holding. That's affirmative action. That has nothing to do with black people. Like nothing. It's a deliberate lie. We even start the conversation in that manner. I'm being sabotaged. Are you serious? By who? Come on. They come back with the... uh, Oh, and she got two weeks of training. I was even staggered by that because I thought that's a lot. Now, I don't know how if that's if that was all day in the two weeks or maybe that was like 15 minutes and then she was doing other things in the day. But I mean, two weeks, I think that that's not a short period. You know, like you should at least have this down. At least it shouldn't be. Dang, I lost the whole will and deeds. And oh, my Lord, <laughs> like, woo, come on, come on. Tell me we got another incompetent Carrie. She got a cousin. Come on. Uh, let's see. The oh man. Now another one. No judge. Love it. Music to my ears. Deliberate metaphor. The logic of it. And we are trained to judge other victims of racism. Love it. That's what I say about you, niggers. You got to learn to be logical. See, that's what I say about you. You come around here and don't know what you're doing and turn your phone on. Victims guaranteed qualified. She's doing what she's doing. Now, I would say now, there's some incongruence there. I don't understand. I don't have to. It's not me. Whatever. I'm just saying me personally. There's some incongruence. I don't understand that. If you have them blocked on social media, now even that, I think it's like, wow, you blocked them on so. Why did you block them on social media? Did they do something, or was this like a preemptive thing? You don't want to give them the chance to do something. Did you hear that they, you know, can be malicious on social media? Like why? And then to announce that, like, why? I wouldn't do that either. If you're gonna block uh, anybody, white or non-white on social media that you work with I would not announce that at all keep it to yourself there's no reason to shit what are you going to gain is that going to help you get a promotion a raise anyway that's just striking to me that you would take that step and that you would share it publicly but then you're still going to go and share on the group chat your photos now she might have logic of this all worked out do it just to me, that's a little. I am particularly. I'm sharing our vacation photos, like we went on a cruise. Victims guaranteed qualified. My code. I strongly discourage showing off pictures, photos of your family, especially. I mean, like underline 
highlight bold face print especially no photos of your vacation I've never I mean never add that to the bold face highlight never seen where that has benefited a victim of racism where they go and brag oh we went to Libya you know on vacation it was amazing you know oh we went to Fiji on vacation it was amazing never if any same thing I told non-Clemson gravity what you went where I haven't even gotten of and you went to what okay we all gonna get this nigga yeah that's amazing Leroy wow you went to Argentina oh, wow let's see some of the picture can you send us some of the pictures of your that's amazing okay girls I'm gonna get the pic this Negro went to look at this coon are you I haven't have you been to Argentina I haven't we're going I've heard that literally literally I think we even got some of that in the archives where people took a vacation literally the race soldiers got mad even real talk if you had just went like a mile down the road you didn't have to get on the plane <laughs> you could have walked it could have been a hitchhike we hitchhiked <laughs> we, went, we went down the road took our sleeping bags pitched our tent we stayed for the weekend and we went back even that for some reason what what I haven't went can you went what do not share person I say you know I think we heard that from our caller earlier he said when the boss comes does his shoulder surfing I, hey I don't have all the social media up and what's on my IG account you don't see a whole lot of pictures of my family and offspring and all the rest of it codified same thing different scenario I'm not going to be sharing I'm probably not even going to let them know that we took a cruise or a vacation I've said that before if you're if you going to take the cruise whatever you want it you got it you plan to do this your family maybe the whole family is going to do the cruise as a reunion enjoy it to the fullest you do not need to tell anybody in the workplace at all I'd even say you don't even need to tell the non-white people and I've said before because you don't know how codified they are they might slip and tell the other white people that you didn't want to know tell other non-white people that you didn't want to know I wouldn't tell anybody I wouldn't have any pictures or anything I wouldn't bring back gaudy souvenirs to tack up on your walls or decorate your workstation or anything like that like ooh I just want to remember Argentina was so amazing put it at home <laughs> save all that stuff at home uh, so you can reminisce it say, take your souvenirs to your family and friends and stuff not the people that you work with there is so I mean, whew, you want to talk about envy and jealousy. There is so much of that. And then you just add in the racism. There are environments where other non-white people would be upset. Hey, who does this nigger think he is? Mona Argentina. Who does she think she... And I'm definitely not sharing, hopping on the group chat to people that I have blocked already on social media. That... I, that is a significant step to take. If it's that serious, I don't need to share any private photos in the group chat. Just, yeah, I took some time off to, you know, recoup. It's a tough spring, but looking forward to a fun summer. What are y'all doing for the fourth? 
and that would be that. They're not going to have my vacation photos of the uh, cruise in the newsletter for next month. Some crude Negro mockery. Like, come on. Let's see. Much obliged, our caller at the courthouse. Any other folks have commentary, suggestions, what we heard from folks who dialed in? Have you heard? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, I I do. Um, For the gentleman that, uh, I think he has a Nigerian um, name, and um, if he's asked, uh, I guess they're asking him um, where is his name from or where is he from or about his name. I do believe that depending on um, how it's addressed, white people will get agitated. You know how they are because, okay, <laughs> you do a clip. I think I remember you used to do this clip, and then it said, uh, it was from, I think, probably a movie or something. It's like, you're not even, um, uh, um, you're not even, like, black. You're the worst kind. You're from Africa. So I think they already have a issue with the um, black people that know where they're from. You know what I mean? And they, they the ones with culture versus us. So I like him not answering and, you know, because they do, people do, oh, I'm from here, I'm from here, I'm from here, where's that, where's that? I like for him to not answer. Um, yeah, you'll catch backlash. Um, just figure out a way to not answer. You could even say, oh, my parents. No, I just never asked. Next time I'll ask. Or, you know, just, I don't know. I wouldn't tell them, though. I wouldn't give them, Google it. That's what I do when I want to know where somebody's name is from. Just, that's not why you're there. You're not there that, about, it's not about you. Unless you're doing stuff about you. If you're not doing stuff about you, then you don't ever don't ever let them have that action at you. That's none of your business. I don't know. Shit. My mom, I don't know. I didn't ask. I don't know my mom. Just, I don't know. I didn't ask. And just leave it at that. Don't let them. That's too much. Yeah, so I, I respect that you don't like that. That That's too much. Man, what? Why? Where's your name from? So, yeah, don't, 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 yeah, don't give them that anymore. Don't give them that. You're, you're wherever. You don't even have to tell them where you were born in Texas. You don't have to do that. Don't even tell them that. Just, I don't know, my parents. Next, okay, back to the, you know, just taking the, wow, back to what we were talking about. I don't know. Don't don't give them that kind of action because they already, no, Google it. Okay, I'll I'll leave my line. Thank you. Much obliged. Bay Area mom, one advocate cut it at the knee. She said, don't even tell them I was born in New York. Now, some people do say that they uh, adopt deception for their workplace code for scenarios like that to just say, hey, I don't know. I'll ask my mom moving forward. Like, hey, I'm, 
I've researched this home. <laughs> My parents gave me a whole lecture on this. I've got a file of paperwork on that home. Nah, I don't know. I'll have to ask next time. Now, they might, certain race soldiers, they might come back and ask repeatedly, especially if you worked there for like three, four years. Like, hey, old non-Clemson dad, did you ask them what that, <laughs> like, oh my God. And just, nope, slips my mind every time. If it's three, you've never, you've never, just slips my mind, not that important. No, no, might get that certain if you, you know, tell them that, or you might even get a certain race soldier, they go salute for themselves and come back and bring you a dossier on what they found so I'd be prepared for that too but yeah they can be uh, man race soldiers we have any other folks thoughts on on that one other commentary they wanted to get in before we wrap up yes sir Uh, they will get from me a whole lot of silence I would ignore the uh, question and 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 the I guess ultimate a person uh, and because most cases people who are asking the question they know they know that they're being a butthole when it comes down to it they they it, it's it's similar to the the idea that white people uh, uh, don't understand racism. Uh, and I think, I think that type of inquiry by a white person is similar to that, to that statement, uh, uh, because white people do understand racism and they do know what they're, uh, attempting to do when they ask a non-white person such questions like that. Stay, stay in the, uh, the lane of what's important on the job itself. Uh, I uh, changed my last name uh, during my career. Uh, I didn't have any problems at all, thanks to, I guess, people like Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X, <laughs> uh, and also uh, my the uniform that we are required to have also had a requirement for name tags. And uh, if a person did not address me uh, by what was on my name tag, I would ignore them. As simple as that. You know, and like I said, with white people especially, some non-white people too, uh, but white people especially, uh, those type of questions, they're doing it on purpose to aggravate the person that they're, they're, uh, uh, they're not really interested in, in uh their name and whatnot, and if so, they can just look it up if they're that interested in it. But that's basically what I did, and I, I didn't have any problems at all. That's it. Much obliged, retired firefighter. He says Son, that's great one not having to say anything, although that for sure sometimes will wrinkle a race soldier like this nigger is ignoring me. You speak when I talk to you, boy. Get some of that, too. But two votes now for cut it at the knees or at minimum an endorsing of nah, don't need to respond to all of this at all. Don't even give them an opportunity to get into all this racism that has nothing to do 
with the job. This is not an etymology class. We are not researching the origins of your name. Do that on our free time later. Uh, I think Bay Area Mom, the movie she was talking about was uh, Hotel Rwanda, uh, where the uh, Nick Nolte great gives the quote, the Rwanda situation. You're not even a Negro. You're an African. Negros is Negros is, you know, about the size of it. But yeah. Uh, Other commentary, suggestions, folks need to get in. May I be heard? Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. That's how I just wanted to share two uh, quick additions. Um, the first was about the, the Juneteenth. There were a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, like celebrations and events in, in front of the courthouse, and there was a statue, a Confederate statue, uh, in front of the administration building. Uh, they took it down, um, I think back in 2017 and they put up another statue. Uh, I think it was about a black female that is a professor at the University of Florida. And there was an email that went out talking about a third personal day. And I thought it was thought it was tacky and racist um, because last year they already mentioned a third personal holiday to use about and this uh, the top person sent this email out to everybody saying that well you know um, you can you can use this third personal holiday immediately and there are holidays where the courts are closed and the clerk's office uh, is open so the county commissioner for Lockwood County, they were closed. So there's still issues, I guess, going on, going on with the Juneteenth holiday for who's open and who isn't. Cause I know the post office, I believe was closed. So I think he was trying to say that since most of the black people didn't come in to work basically. Uh, and I, I guess he was trying to send this email out to to say that it can be used without even mentioning the Juneteenth holiday. Um, and another thing I noticed was this, this, uh, another part of this white woman clique is they mainly drive Jeeps. And this newer white woman that is sleeping with a black male also has purchased a Jeep. Okay. And uh, I just wanted to share that detail. Um, and that's all I have to share. Thank you. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know. They, I don't know. A lot of, it's a lot of, uh, what shall I say? Uh, repetition of behavior or, uh, where white people are copying each other, doing the same thing. They kind of talk it out. He said the unjust networking and then they chat about what type of cars they wanted. There's a lot of that in the system of racism. I think he showed the photo one time where they had coordinated outfits. They all were going to wear red so we can take our photos. There's a lot of that sort of race soldiers, man. Um, yeah, the, uh, 
Oh man, we did our we did our uh three hours much obliged for everyone sharing their observations, workplace scenarios will be here uh eight PM Eastern, five PM Pacific for the compensatory call in uh tomorrow and then Monday as well. Uh eight PM Eastern, five PM Pacific. I'm never surprised about any sort of snarky Juneteenth remarks suggesting oh we've got another wonderful day off for the Negros, isn't it lovely? Har har har. <laughs> we've had bunches of those over uh the years. Uh you can email if you missed out on being able to share that one. Same thing I've said before. I don't know why anyone would grouse about having a day off from work, much less a paid holiday. I think the post office was closed here in Seattle and most of the main like government buildings and such were closed. It's been that way for a couple of years now. It's been closed. I know I groused about it. I was with them. I groused about it last year because it messed up, had business to take care of and couldn't even get things done last year on Monday. Ugh. Anywho, we'll be here tomorrow on the counter racist grind just for one program. Thank goodness sobriety would be best definitely on the job like come on leave that to the white people for sure in addition to being sober creator we ask that you help us remain patient with other black people victims of white supremacy not judging other victims of racism man had great illustrations of that from folks who participated today we do not study Neely Fuller Jr., Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, Dr. Marimba Ani, Dr. Tommy J. Curry, anybody else. We do not study this material to then just look down on other victims of racism. Oh, you dumb niggers, and that's why we're in the shit that we're in. You all need to get your... <laughs> Model excellent behavior. White man brings in chitlins, country ham sandwich on rotten bread I may add I put it in the trash I model counter racist logic and then maybe see some of these other victims of racism who we will probably need to produce justice as opposed to me looking down on them with contempt wow maybe there's a reason that white man brings us that goat innard sandwich he throws it in the trash. I'm going to do that too. Hmm. Black self-respect. Every time we are in contact with another black person, it has been time replace white supremacy with justice immediately. No name calling. No gossiping. No throwaway offspring. Cows signing out. Thanks all for tuning in. Nigga, you so brainwashed. I'm a victim, no brother. Problem. You're a victim. Right. I'm a up. victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my conditioning. Mm-hmm. Even my conditioning has been conditioned. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.